Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash jreepodcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. Through the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience with Chico, Son, Kamar, and your host, Bad Boy. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Greetings from the boys. And Simon. What is up? Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And uh, then we're going to delve a little bit deeper into each episode, the talking points, the guests, this, that, and the next. Uh, just real quick before we get into this, Simon and I are in the somewhat new studio with some new recording equipment. So if it sounds a bit different, um, we're working it out. Might be a little bit echoey. Um, just because we haven't worked out the acoustics in here yet. So we do apologize for that. Also, Kamar is still out of studio, but we're trying to get him in here. So his, what do you mean somewhat new? What do you mean? It's new, baby. Yeah. It's brand spanking. It is brand spanking new. Um, so if in general the podcast sounds differently, that is why. Uh, now that that disclaimer is out of the way, Kamar, how was your week? Oh, man, you know lockdown. I've uh, just been uh, staying in shape, working out, watching uh, movies, Netflix. YouTube, same as everyone else, I imagine. <laughs> just, just keeping it together. Just keeping it locked down. Watch the news, going down rabbit holes. The huge. I feel you, Simon. Do you want to pull your mic up and tell me how your week? I was? might need that, eh? Um, my week was okay, and just like Kamar, you know, lockdown, lockdown central. Watching all my prognostications come true. It's hard. It's hard being right, boys. <laughs> this fucking guy. <coughs> Anything else? That was it. Everyone's week was. That's it. How was your week, Matty? Oh, uh, yeah. Would you get up, you bat? I think we all know the answer. Same shit, different pile. Like, and <laughs> video games. Working on this podcast. Uh, that's how, it, man. How about that Chinese flag? It was. Great. I love it. I want fifty percent. Yeah, that I. That's why I brought it up, Kamar, is because uh, that was Kamar a lot of brainstorming on that one. How does Kamar get 50%? Because he came up with the idea for the um, bat as the sickle. Gotcha, and the, gotcha. Uh, I mean, listen, he, uh, he, he sprouted a little. He definitely doesn't get 50%. He gets a shout out on the air. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might I'll throw him a t-shirt or something. Charity. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Well, I guess we'll, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll start with rating the week. Uh, do you want to run down the guests, please, Kamar? I would love to, Brother Matt. Thanks for asking. Uh, we had a great week this week, depending on what you feel. Uh, we start off with everyone's favorite fat man, 1457, Tim Dillon. And uh, we had uh, 
Chris, did you see my special Dalia, 1458? <laughs> and then we had 1459, Tom O'Neill, a man just a little bit behind the time. And we finished off with everyone's favorite interrupter, the old dirty interrupter, 1460, <laughs> Donnell Rawlings. I love that. Um, I love that you're making yourself laugh on your little... Uh your spiel, yeah, your it's the oldest trick yeah, indeed. That's what you got to do when there's no audience. All right, so well, four, that's what Delia does. Oh, wow! So four episodes this week. That's like the perfect Rogan week. Um, Kamar, we'll start with your rating. How many Jamie Vernons do you give the week? Uh, I give it uh, three. Three Jamies from Kamar. Simon, I hope you're support that. and I'm going to give it like a 3.875. Thought it was real strong. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to give the week a four and a half. Very strong week. Can a I get that pen? A four and a half. Wow. Yeah, that's right. A Way four to and go, Maddie. I thought it was a really, really, maybe it's just because the weeks lately haven't been great. So maybe this... Like maybe in a normal cycle would have just been a four, maybe a strong three, seven, five. But I don't know. I just thought this week was great. I, 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 I underscored it. I as well. And it was well-rounded. And yeah, it's kind of everything you want from a Rogan. Um, you got Tim Dillon, who is a conspiracy guy. And then you get uh, Delia, a, a comedian who hasn't been on in a while, followed by a great interview with the Manson dude. And how did we round it out? Donnell. Oh, and fucking the, the old dirty interrupter. Yeah, yeah actually, I underscored it for sure. Anyways. I want to change mine to a four. Yeah, I want to change mine too. That's what I'm saying. I, when you guys came in low, I was like, okay, let, let's do this again. Kamar? I give it a 4.5. Um, <laughs> that, that's a big jump. Okay, I'm going to stick with a four. And uh, Maddie? I'm still 4.5. 4, 4, I'm not going 5, up from 4.5. 4. 5. It wasn't a perfect week. I can't do that. Well, because Kamar gave it a 4.5. I thought you might want it like a 4, no, 5, 7, no, no. 5. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to one-up everyone. I'm just trying to get everyone on the same page. That's where I'm at. <laughs> a uh, man of the people. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, so, Kamar, I guess we'll start with uh, the number and the guest, please. Oh, so that's Simon's. That, that's that's Simon's. Yeah, my apologies. That's that guy over there. <laughs> yeah, 1457, sorry. Timothy Dillon. Tim Dillon. Right after this podcast... I joined his podcast as a subscriber. You had not listened before? No, because I don't usually like, um, I was telling Matt last night, actually, I don't usually like podcasts where somebody is just ranting on their own. But because I actually respect his opinion, it makes it easier to hear the diatribe as opposed to yeah. a guy like uh, Delia or Theo Vaughn, where I know they're just kind of trying to be funny. I think that's how it works, yeah. yeah. Did you have to pay for his podcast? No. Oh, only because someone on our Patreon was a little bit perturbed that we were giving away all the throwbacks. And they mentioned, they were like, Tim Dillon's going to go the other way. He's actually going to go Patreon only from now on. So I wanted to know if he had done he that yet. Or he definitely hasn't done that. Yeah, no. And then I wouldn't have joined. He probably has a bonus episode or something. And what great timing, eh? With that Whitney Webb interview. Oh, that was so good. Uh, Matt, you should definitely listen to that. It's all about Epstein and it's some real new information. It was good, man. All right, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. In this episode, I thought um, Joe really pushed back against uh, some of Tim's uh, conspiracy theories. 
Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. Okay. I get, I get it. Joe doesn't want people spouting off hot nonsense on his show. That is not, that is not what Tim was doing. And when they started discussing it, Joe came around, you know what I mean? Like his initial response was no, no, no. And then it didn't take long. Hold on. Hold on. Joe's initial response wasn't so much. No, no, no. As it was just, he was trying to be a smart, journalistic person by being like who told where did you hear this you can't just yeah it's it, you know th- there's too much of this today where someone's like well i heard this and then you go where and they're like oh uh oh my crazy neighbor that thinks you know what i mean like you, you need i totally understand what you're saying i just i guess my problem with that is that they're it's fucking joe rogan on the joe rogan show like do you have to have credible information they're fucking comedians who are busting balls and joking all the time yeah, but you have to draw the line is like, if you're talking about some serious shit, then you have to, you're talking about fucking Bill Gates. Like if you can't get up there and say Bill Gates is fucking, um, the Chulu or, or some sort of devil creature, like what kind of free society are we living in? All right. Simon doesn't, I, Simon I, I doesn't want was, to have a conversation Bill Gates and Trump were the two big issues. Bill Gates and where, Trump. uh, those were the two issues where he was like, well, what, where'd you hear that? Prove that or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I just think, I, I don't know how to trust Bill Gates when all the shitty people are supporting him to yeah. be on Tim's side. And, and I just, you know, when you actually go back and look at some of the stuff that his dad was doing and like, he comes from a really kind of shitty, um, family where they were more concerned about eradicating, um, African Americans, then you know what I mean. Like it, it's just it's weird, man. It's weird. That's all I'm saying. I don't have any facts, but we don't need them on this show. It was not weird though. Uh, Joe's pushback. Sorry, repeat that, Kamar. It, it was not weird though that Joe's Joe defending Bill Gates. Joe sort of defending Trump. Well, like Matt was saying, I think he was he's trying to keep this credibility to the program. But I just I. I I don't know. I guess it does have some credibility because of the politicians and stuff, but mostly I don't say whatever you want, you know? I think so. Well, okay, but listen, say whatever you want is a fine statement, but I think it's fine also for Joe to be like, if you're going to say Bill Gates is in Africa testing out, you know, fucking vaccines on poor kids, then you have to have some sort of... Again, totally see where you're coming from. I just... It seemed like a weird one for Joe to put his foot down on. Like, who fucking cares about Bill Gates? You know what I mean? No, I think yeah, Joe... I mean, exactly. It did seem a little weird. Okay, I think I looked at it like this. Joe was more concerned that someone with the money and the means to potentially help or fix this was trying to do so, and that half the population is like, this guy's just a shill. He's part of the problem. Like, I don't know. I think Joe fears that maybe one day he'll throw his... I mean, he already gets called a shill, so no fear there. Never mind. Take it back. And his show is too quotable now. I think he's a bit of a victim of that. Yes. He knows that statements he makes can get into the news, obviously. Well, we all know he knows that. That's not, I, I, I don't know. I just think he's becoming more and more cognizant of we, of we move along. I mean, just like we were talking about, he wouldn't have politicians anymore than he had Dan Crenshaw on. I just didn't think this, it was so inflammatory what uh, Tim Dillon was saying. Like that, that to me is the issue. It's not that he was trying to censor anybody. It's this why now, why Tim Dillon, you know, it's not like he's Sam Tripoli. Well, again, I don't think he was trying to censor him. I just think he was trying to ask, like, if you're saying that Bill Gates was testing out 
um, vaccines that were killing poor African kids, then I, you know, you might have to cite a source. I think that's all he was trying to say, mm-hmm. because I think it was clear that Tim Dillon wasn't saying it as a joke. And that source better not be the tinfoil hat podcast. I think that's kind of where he was at. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm with Joe. Like, listen, I think Joe knew when Tim Dillon was clearly joking and he knew when he was trying to talk about some real shit. And I think that's that's it. Joe knows where the line is blurred and where it isn't. I don't. I give him more credit than you guys do, clearly. I think Tim Dillon was trying to go in and just yoke it up. And Joe had a more serious tone. And Tim had to adjust. And I think he made the adjustment. And they got it a, a bit deeper. And then Tim had to... There was a moment there, an Adam ruins everything moment, though. Just just for a second, you know what I mean? No, I, I didn't get that. I definitely well, I did not get when that. When it happened, and Tim sort of looked, oh, you're going to make me talk serious about the fact checking on this. Yeah. He still defended that. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. He mentioned it on his podcast. Oh, he did he mention did. on his podcast on that okay. Whitney Webb episode. Not not anything bad. He just said, you know, if you listen to the uh, Rogan show, you'll know that we had a little moment there where he was asking me to uh, cite whatever about um, Bill Gates and I don't know whatever if Bill Gates is a good guy or not. And then he just started trashing, which is fine. It's his show. He can do whatever he wants. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was awkward, but no, I think it was apparent. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Well, we all heard it. I'm again. I'm not sitting there being like, "Oh my god, it was so awkward." They obviously got along fine. It was early off in the episode, and they still this still ended up being a great episode. So it didn't derail anything. Y- you know, last week when uh, sorry, Kamar. Uh, you know, last week when uh, Joe was talking about the tonic water and the zinc, and he was like, "That's a remedy," but I don't know where I heard it, and blah blah blah. Okay. He heard it from Alex Jones. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Like, he he couldn't remember where he was quoting it from. And had he remembered, there's no way he would have done it. But yeah, just anybody who's listening, that was Alex Jones, tonic water. So much information flying around, it's Zinc. hard to tether uh, to someone now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe will not give up on the sauna. Like, he, you know, no matter how many health professionals come in and are like, it's not going to help fight this thing, he's still like, well, I think it will. No, it's not going to help fight it, but it does help your immune system. So he's on the right track, you know? Okay, but again, he also, this is the weird thing about Joe. He sits there and he says in, in almost the same sentence, he'll say, this thing can just get anyone. It's crazy. You can be super healthy. It just has no rhyme or reason. And then he'll turn around and be like, but I personally have a really strong immune system, so I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you just said one sentence ago that it can get anyone. It doesn't really, really matter. Like, yes, if you are immune deficient, you're more likely, but... And I don't understand why they're testing people after the podcast. He was testing people before. I just think a few of them, maybe the doctor showed up late or what. I think it was, I like think Brian Callen got tested after the podcast. Donnell Rollins oh, yeah. Joe's after brave. the Joe's podcast. Brave. Joe knows what's up. Joe knows it's hard to commit, but it's warmer out there too. Yeah. Joe also has a $50,000 seven foot maple redwood fucking table that separates him and the guests. Like he just wants to test them because A, he has the money. He wants to seem like he's doing the right thing. <clears throat> I think also. I saw something on the fighter and the kid this week, like Will Sasso, I guess was on the fighter and the kid and he was giving them both shit about their egos. Remote. Was he remote? Yeah. But yeah, so he I guess remote. he was giving them both shit about their egos. Cause he was like, you guys think you're essential. Like you guys think that you have to be out there doing this podcast. That's just your bullshit egos. Like you fucking idiots don't have to be out here doing this. People don't need you. Um, yeah, you a new that's one. amazing. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, there's part of it where I disagree with Will, but I understand what he's saying. And you know, the same could be said about Joe. Like, 
Yeah. I, I think Joe's a little more, if we're like talking about what podcasts are essential. I agree. I think his land's a little higher than uh, Fighter and the Kid. Listen, I think what you can say is essential to someone else's yeah, life is, true. is it's ridiculous true. Yes. anyway. Agreed. But Joe at least has people on like Hotez who are giving information that can help the public. Whereas Fighter and the Kid. Break essential down to you live or die without it. None of it is essential. Of course. And let's break down essential. This week he had on Donnell Rawlings, Tim Dillon. You know what I mean? Like yeah. none of that is no, essential no, listening. No, no. So that's what, that, right. But Hotez, that was kind what of. I, know, or what I think is interesting is um, Tim was very confident he had gone it. He'd gone it and he was out the other he side. He was joking. Do you think so? That was a running joke the whole show, Kamar. The, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me finish. Okay. So he got the test, and you listen to his podcast. Did he say his results? No. Isn't that interesting? Well, do you think he has it? Oh, it's probably because the know. doctor he, was like, you don't have that, but you definitely have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know he, he had to have the test. No. He had the test. The doctor probably Rogan. said you've never had it. But he never said anything. I thought for sure if he found out he had had it, he would have posted on socials or something. Right. And I've been monitoring after the fact. And, That's uh, right. So he's the, gone silent on that one issue. The doctor probably told him that you show no signs of antibodies, which means you've never had COVID. What, what's he going to go around bragging out. about that for? I think what Kamar is saying, what Kamar is saying is that Tim Dillon did the, like when he lied to your mom's house, when he was on the beach, being like, my mom is, um, I can't make it to the podcast. My mom's sick in the okay, hospital. Yeah. I think what Kamar is saying is he's doing the same thing. Like Tim Dillon is like, definitely like has Corona. Before. Like he might have Corona currently and is just not saying anything. Just lying to everyone. Don't you think though that Joe would say something if he had Corona? I don't know. Do you have someone for having Corona? That's what I was just going to ask. Mean, I think it's everyone, everyone's own place to tell if they've had it or not. I think you might be right. Yeah, you can't be snitching. Snitches get stitches. You know that, Simon. That's tattooed it's, on your it's, lower it's back. It's a weird thing. No, you know now. Snitches get riches. Oh, That's yes. The, they're asking you to rat. Yes. Well, they are in California. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. At one point, uh, Joe had a big discussion about a bunch of favors he's done to have guests on that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember but that. I, yeah, I wonder what that list was. Yeah, of the people who Which he's are had the on. favors? That were favors that yeah. didn't work out. Yeah. He was talking about that. Because Tim was like, oh, you have anyone on whatever you want. Can you whatever. think of one, Kamar? Do, uh, do I think he had um, Chris Kessler, maybe? Chris Kessler. Game, game changer. No, he, like lo- he fucking loved that guy. He was on six oh. times, Kamar. So it's it's hard to argue that's that. That's, wow, you're putting me on the spot, but I just, I just, I, I wonder who that list. You is. brought it up, but I, I can't <laughs> even think of a podcast that I thought is good. Maybe one that Joe thought did not work out. Yeah, gotcha. I think gotcha. what Kamar's saying though is more like he'd like to know what favors Joe. Like I, I get what you're saying, Kamar. How that combo goes about? What happened? No, you just muted Kamar there. You're two, Simon. Thanks. That's you. It's still gonna. It's still gonna pick up on my mic. Simon's learning all this and shit. The old cough mic. That's amazing. Yeah, the cough brand button. New studio. Yeah, brand new studio. Yeah. I have real no guesses. I just thought it was interesting. Joe brought up that there's a, I've done a bunch of favors and they haven't worked out. 
Like, oh, that's what you're work. saying. You're saying he had people on as a favor to yes, someone. And, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They mentioned it mm-hmm. in this podcast. I mean, I Kamar, just take any podcast that is less than an hour and a half and start there. Yeah. I, I think that, that's a good metric, possibly. And then you would just eliminate people like Bernie Sanders. You know, anyone that you know would have a short time span to be there. Take them out of the mix. And then I think you have a good sample of who Joe would probably talk about. And let's assume out of 1,400, it's probably happened 50 times. It probably happened a bunch be, of the- um, uh, I was thinking like Russell Peters. No, no, they're friends, know. man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I bet you it happened here. a bunch of times at the beginning, and then he learned his lesson and was like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this anymore." You know, it probably happened a lot when he was at the ice house, when like anyone could just show up. You know what I mean? When he had less control over who was, because like, listen, I remember doing that all the time. Like, I had the key to Babylon, and like, I had access to ritual. So if I knew that a big band was doing sound check i would just accidentally show up to like oh i forgot something here oh look at that you know what i mean like well since i'm here yeah like dude i've seen some of the craziest bands alone like with me and a sound guy you know what i mean and it's a different like it's a wild experience to see Ghostface. like i saw Ghostface when it was just me in the room and the sound guy that's pretty cool yeah and he tore the sound guy a new asshole it was unreal he's such a dick to him really was it his sound guy or your sound guy? It was our sound guy, but I think that's his thing. Just fucking breaking people yeah, yeah. down? I, yeah, that's what I think was happening. All right. I think Tim Dillon is just on the edge of being successful enough to not be worried. You know what I mean? Because he was saying, what, he was going to do 32 weeks this year? That got canceled? Or 37 or something like that? And that's- you think about being out, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, if you assume you're getting, you know, he's probably getting $1,000 a show. And that's also just a lot of work. Well, and just being on the road that much, like, I can't even imagine what that's like to, like, I hate being away from my house. So mm-hmm. the I idea mean, of 32 weeks on the road. Yeah, but so the yeah. level of comics that are all right now, like, no more shows, okay, I'll just do something else. I've got lots of money. To comics who are just on the cusp of being all right to weather, whatever storm this would be. I think Tom, Tim, part of me, is just on the cusp. Mm-hmm. I, I felt I heard that in his voice. No, but he's I, the type of guy to buy a $700,000 house. From himself when he knew it was a scam. Yeah. That was the fucking best, yeah. man. That was the best. He likes to live on the edge. Like, yeah. Yeah, I got so drunk, I fucking scammed myself. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope the best for him. You would, never, you would never know he was gay. Well, that's the most interesting thing in contrast to, um, oh, I forgot his name, but we just, Justin Freelander. You mean Judah Freelander? That his name, Justin Freelander? No, he's no, talking Justin. about the weightlifter guy, the, the strong man. Oh, yes. No, no, the last guy to get into the comedy store. Oh, right. Yes, and, yes. And Justin. And the weightlifter, too, as well. I don't, it wasn't Freelander. It was Justin. Um, well, it was Robert Oppen. What was his name? Not Oppenheimer? Oppen. No, no, that's. But Oppen something was the strong man. Yeah, no, it wasn't the strong the man. It cases. was the guy who those got the, two cases. the last guy to be passed at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Verlander. That's it. That sounds better. No, oh, Verlander Justin, is a baseball Justin player. Justin Verlander is married to Kate Upton. Yeah, it's a baseball player. What a <laughs> fucking up. lucky Way guy up. he is, eh? 
super rich and married to Kate yeah. Upton. Kate Upton yeah. is the fucking bomb. He's doing all right for himself. He's doing better than I am. And the velocity with his pitches. He gets to watch the dookie anytime Kamar. he likes. And the velocity of his pitches. <laughs> You're fucking Well, hard. no, they talked about it on one of these podcasts. What Justin Verlander? The velocity. I'm talking of- about how lucky he is to be married to this hot fucking girl, and you're talking about the velocity of his pitches. Yeah, the mechanic. I don't give a fuck about the mechanics of his pitches. Oh, and I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Randy Johnson. And, yeah, in the, the Donnell episode, blowing up. Yeah. Oh, that's Donnell. I got way ahead of my yeah, seat. Way, way ahead. Way ahead, Kamar. It's my all right. Bad. We won't hold it against you. Kamar just stepped through a little uh, portal. Right to the fourth episode. <laughs> I'm so Not concerned bad. about this podcast being the levels being wildly off. We didn't do a test run with this thing. We're just fucking just dawned on me. What a wild, what a wild thing to do for us. It's the wild west. It's what man. we do. It's how, it's how we fight. The it's dumbest the fight going. The dumbest idea ever. If we can't run by the seat of our pants, then the terrorists have won, Matt. <laughs> well, believe me, this is a fly by night operation. I promise you that. So I thought it was interesting that Tim distanced himself from Quibi, which I think is a complete flop. Was he a part of Quibi? I don't. I think he was sitting on it, but if he was part of it, I'm sure he would have been digging up it. So what the fuck is Quibi? Because I couldn't. Uh, exactly. I didn't bother looking Quibi it up. Quibi is 50 or it's like 10 minute episodes of or less. TV shows. So like the one I saw a little bit of was the woman from... It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, you know D D. Yeah, and I forget who the guy was, but it was another famous actor, and they were uh, home renovators or something, and they find like a bunch of coke in the walls. Okay, and that was like the first ten minute episode, and then whatever. But I assume that you would watch this show like you were watching thirty minutes. You would watch ten minutes, right? And mm-hmm. then they have all these series that. Interesting. I, I, again, I have no idea. So it was an app. I was trying to read up on it, and they were boasting that they had 1.5 million viewers in the first week. That's not a lot. No, exactly. that's not a lot at all. It's horrible, yeah. But that's the only metric they could even flaunt. I think Disney Channel got 10 million in the first day. I mean, I was going to say, I was going to say to Quibi, if we got a million and a half listeners, we would be ecstatic. So I don't mean it like that, but yeah, they also put like a trillion dollars well, into Quibi. That's, so. that's more what I was saying. Well, yeah. And they, and it's free right now. They won't be able to pay for it. I just think they, if we were playing the smart. movie game with Quibi, that would be a terrible return on investment. Yeah, the ROI there would be low. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big flop in this time where something like that should be good. You just, it's just not a TikTok. Did you guys, by any chance, see that video of Obama I was talking about where he predicts this whole thing back like six years ago? No. No, no. you better have to send it to me. Mm. That, that, to seems like, that seems like a lot of work. I was going to say, you think Simon's capable of sending you a video? We'll you know, you know, it was a point they made in this episode, and I think we made it a couple of weeks ago, just about how, and, and I know it's not our point, but it's a good one is that anybody who's working right now, if you're in a grocery store or a drug store or wherever the fuck you are, that job should be paid so much at this point. And maybe not forever, but certainly for the time of the pandemic, you know? Yeah, but as a former business owner, Simon, you have to realize that it's not like those businesses are making 
that much more money right now. No, but they'd be making nothing if they didn't have any employees to like. But that's the argument you could use for paying them well all the time. Okay. I don't think it is though, because look, if you're, if, if you're a drugstore, let's just say, or if you're a grocery store, you're making heaps of money right now. Like, right? No, you're making the same amount of money you always make. How are you making more money? In fact, I'll double down. Like, a, think about a grocery store. They ha- they can only let in X amount of people per... So, like, even if you see a lineup, it's like that nightclub fallacy where, like, you make a lineup just to get people in. But by the time you get in, you're like, why is there a lineup? There's, like, 15 people in here. You know what I mean? It's I don't think they're actually... Because I thought about this hard the other day. I was like, man, this these grocery stores must be killing it. But then I was like, no, when I go to the superstore on a normal Friday night the lines at every cash are like full. So they're probably making less money. You can argue that maybe people are buying a little bit more. I'm with you there. Okay, but those, regardless of how much money they're making, and first of all, these are fucking massive companies. They're not mom and pop operations. You know what I mean? So you agree they should pay these people well all the time. Okay, As sure. Pay them well the all the time. Yeah. But if nothing else, for right now, when everybody else is getting free money, these people should be compensated like a thousand percent. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh... they should be maybe not doctor money, but like if you're going out there every day and they're only thing between them and like a thousand potential carriers an hour is that stupid piece of plexiglass, you know, like Simon, I bang my pots at 7 p.m. for them. Is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's actually for the health I think workers. it's also evidence that it's just not as bad as they thought. <laughs> you think, okay. Well, you keep pushing that, Kamar. There should be more dead people in Ottawa by now. Would you so stop we'll it? That is day. not, maybe the, there aren't more dead people because we did the right thing and social distanced. You, you can't, know, this is an argument you know, that has no. Uh, it would have been doubled. It would have been doubled. Kamara, I got to say, for a guy that wants to get into the studio, you're not doing yourself any fucking favors over there, pal. Why? I'm still scaring you guys? Not me. It's this guy you got to worry about. I mean, I'm probably the most yeah. at risk. But. Every flippant fucking statement that comes out of this guy's <laughs> mouth. It's just one more week pushed back from you getting in here. Uh, well, I, I just based myself on facts. So. Well, I hope your facts are right, Kamar. God, he sounds like Donald Trump. It's amazing. <laughs> Listen, that's the world we live in now. I will, I will say this about Tim Dillon. Um, I really appreciate the fact that I believe he's right-leaning, despite being a gay comedian who clearly enjoys drugs. Right? I don't think so. He I don't, he's not, yeah, he's not right-leaning. You don't think he's right-leaning? No, he doesn't no. like Trump. Yeah. No. I, I said leaning. I don't, I don't think I think he that's is, just though. a freedom of speech thing. Okay, fair enough. And has now fallen under right wing more. Yeah. All right, yeah, fair no, enough. I, I mean, I don't I follow him closely enough, so if I'm wrong, then I apologize. And my point goes out the window. So his, I'll, I'll shut his up. His Megan um, McCain. McCain is really those. I know Joe taunts it all the time, or uh, taunts it. Um, touts it. Touts it. Thank you. You're welcome. It is so funny. It is so fucking funny. It's great. He could do a whole television show just making fun of her. I mean, the best part is that it's such a crude and terrible like he doesn't even do an impersonation really it's just tim dylan in like a tank top with a wig just yelling you know what i mean like it that's almost the beauty of it like it's not like he's, it's not at all an impersonation that's what i'm yeah. saying it's not like he's out there doing the per like the the spot on conor mcgregor impersonation where you're like holy shit it's like he's in the room 
it's so bad that That's it's good. That's the funny part about yeah. it, I think. Yeah, it's so over the top, but I love it. All the power to Mr. Dylan for sure. But I was, I was just going to say, I, you know, he's definitely, uh, I like the fact that he kept saying like, he was like, it doesn't matter whose fault it was. Cause Joe kept being like, well, is it Donald Trump's fault? Like, what if it was someone in his, and Tim Dylan's like, it doesn't matter. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Like if you're at the top. Do you think, um, the buck's got to stop somewhere. Do you think yeah. that this hurts or helps him for reelection? Well, it helps in that they probably won't have an election. Or it helps in that they don't like to change a president in the middle of a war. For his popularity, though, do you think like this? there are more people saying he's doing a good job or more people saying he's doing a bad job? I don't think that's the right question. I think the question is this. For every person that voted for Trump four years ago, do you think that they now are less likely to vote for him? And I don't think the answer is yes. Well, what's interesting right now is that they're opening back up. So if they fuck up again then all bets are off. Well, hold on. If they open up and get back to business, he's fine. They're saying that he he said that he'll put it in the hands of the governors, right? For individual states to make their own decisions. And then in the back door, uh, push for it. Okay, but let me me just say this. That's the biggest cop-out ever. That's the best way to let this thing get out of hand and then be like, it wasn't my fault. I I let the states do everything. 100%. You're you're the fucking president. It's on you to to make that decision and to say, Hey, guess what? It's not, uh, this isn't up for debate, Louisiana. No, that's the presidential version of a conspiracy minded person would think. Oh, here we go. That's what they would say. What do you mean? Here we go. Well, I don't think that uh, is a conspiracy minded thing. I mean, I I think that's no, 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 no. I'm saying like, that's how you get away with saying a conspiracy theory. This is how you would get away with not getting it. I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's not, I'm not, I'm not calling that a conspiracy theory. I, I just like they've opened up beaches in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Again, that's like using China as your um but benchmark. I mean, you know what I mean? Florida yeah. is almost is a bit smaller than Canada, and their numbers are a lot lower than ours. Yeah, but it's tough. Florida's weird because there's a lot of transplants. There's a lot of Canadians that live part time in Florida. I think that makes a difference. I'm sure the heat is everything, boys. You're also for I don't think that he does everything. You're also forgetting Kamar that like I go to Florida twice a year. People aren't close in Florida. Like social distancing already occurs there. Oh, like in New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's, look at India. How are we ahead of India? Well, doesn't India have a special strain of of corona now that they can't even fucking they can't even deal with? So I don't see how I think India is a bad example again, Kamar, because they don't have a great grasp on their numbers. I think it's easy to sit there. That'll be interesting to know. They wouldn't even know if there were millions of dead people in their homes type of deal. Yeah, or even just in small villages. Like, India is so populated that I, I, you know. Russia just fights huge. There you go. I mean, Russia's another place where there's a lot of people, like, way out in the the middle of nowhere. You know, Siberia, those goddamn North Korean death camps up there. I mean, it's, I don't know. I think those points are contradictory, but. I think the point about not knowing the information is key. Well, that's what I'm saying. My, that's my main point is that to sit there and be like, how is India doing better than us? I don't think we can definitively say that. I think we can say that based on the numbers coming out of places. I just That's think, all we can say. I just think Canada is a small enough country and we have, um, we're a developed country. So it's not that tough to keep a, you know, a good tally of the numbers. 
But even Nigeria, like, they're an advanced country. They don't have high numbers. I think the heat has something to do with the slowing the spread, at least. Maybe. Well, explain to me. I just let's 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 work this backwards. How would the heat, if you, if it's in, if you cough on something, like where does the heat come? Outside. Okay, let's forget we- even that part of it. Just if you're you're going to see less flu and cold and stuff in hotter climates because your immune system isn't having to work so hard, right? But it's spreading through the air, right? Well, no, it's spreading through, like, if you touch a surface and you've, let's say you've coughed on your hand and then you touch a surface, it can live on that surface. I don't think the heat has anything to... The, the colder it is, the longer it can live. That's what I think it is. Kamara is not a doctor, though, so just I was take, I was about nope, to take I was about to hit the, the cheering button yeah. there. Take that how you want <laughs> I, it. I'm just look at the numbers. When he was talking, just like he's an he's an anal an analyst. An he, he's an analrapist. An he's an analyst. No, he's an, he's an anal rapist. Yeah, an analrapist. Um, so so when he was talking about the housing project, the housing project, the housing bubble and how he was selling mortgages and stuff, mm-hmm. it sounded, I worked um, telemarketing for like, I don't know, a couple of months in university. And that's exactly what it sounds like. That whole thing was just a giant telemarketing scam. So are you boiler saying, room. yeah, boiler room. Exactly. Are you saying the telemarketers you worked for were scams? I'm pretty sure they were, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. We were selling um, credit card protection. So oh, that's on got, to, that's everybody's, got to be a scam. On everybody's credit card already, you have built-in protection, meaning if there's some sort of fraud charge, they have a fraud department and you go to them and you do... What I think we were selling was like, and I'm not even sure what you get, but I think it was like a, a package of potential insurers, like secondary insurers on a credit card. That sounds like... Uh, and it might be, it was in the state, so maybe it was, I'm not sure. Maybe they have different laws. Especially if you're under 20, you're going to believe what you're doing is what you're doing because someone's telling you what to do. I just never it's thought level, too like, much about it, which is, I imagine, what these guys if, did If as you well. got that job today, you'd be very aware you were... Oh, I would never do that. Now. Dude, I was a stupid kid. Like, my brain hadn't even formed yet. You know? Kamar, I exactly. think it's more that, like, after the 50th call, you'd be like, why is everyone who answered the phone a fucking geriatric? Oh, no. we That was so obvious. Like, yeah. everybody was... Edna, Betty, all the names Margaret. were... Margaret. Uh, Martha, Gary. Uh, Gus, uh, George, they were all fucking wartime names, you know? <laughs> those, officer, those officers are always young guys, and there's one old guy who's in, like, pockets to live in. Oh, of you know, course, yeah. Just it is pray, it is. preying on his own people, like the biggest Jack sellout Lemon. of them all. Yeah. Well, dude, I watch these YouTube videos. There's these guys that are, like, I don't know, internet wizards, hackers, I guess you could say, I would assume. And all they do is they they intentionally get called by Indian scammers somehow, or they just wait for an Indian scammer to call them. And then, so the way these Indian scam artists work is they call you up under the guise of being from Microsoft. And they're like, your computer is, uh, is compromised. We can fix it. You just got to give us remote access. 
So like on your computer, you can give someone remote access by putting in an IP and all this, yada, yada, yada. They take control of your computer and then they lock it up and they say to you, send us a thousand dollars in Walmart gift certificates. And <laughs> what? we'll, I'm sorry, dude, I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> At which point are you Walmart gift certificates? I think it's because it's untraceable. Like you can just buy a Walmart gift certificate online. No, no, no. I understand why they're doing it. Yeah. But at that point, as the scammy. You're like, why is Microsoft asking me for No, no, Walmart Simon, at this point, you know they're not Microsoft. Oh, okay, gotcha. They're, at this point, they let you into the scam. But the point is, this guy has some way of when they're trying to get remote access to his computer, he takes remote access of theirs, and then he steals all their shit. And then he's like, I don't know. I just, I find that shit absolutely hilarious that someone's uh, flipping it around. I can't remember where I was going yeah. with that. The pots definitely got me. The prey becomes the hunter. Sure. Yeah. But I had a point there and I've lost it because I'm a fucking pothead moron. Go ahead, son. What else you got there? Um, Part of the charm of the show. Is this? I think it's one of the downfalls of the show. <laughs> what do you got, Simon? Um, just, uh, I had a whole bunch of stuff on um, the whole discussion they had about what we talked about right at the beginning. The, um, uh, Bill were, Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates. Trump. Sorry, yeah. Because I've just been listening to a lot of shit about Bill Gates lately. Kamar, can you just get comfortable and put your fucking phone down? What is going on? Yeah, yeah. We, we hear all of that. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Try not to bring your phone into the toilet this time. <laughs> no, I only say that for off air. No, that's for your uh, your weather. And my weather. What else you got, Simon? Is that it for Tim Dillon? No, no, I got some more. I'm just uh, trying to read my own shit here. Sorry. Um, Simon has a doctor's writing. Oh, you know what's crazy is, and I know we've talked about this a million times, but it'll never cease to amaze me, is this whole us giving away our data for free. And now it's worth so much. And... It's so too late. <laughs> it's like, is it though? Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, like you've already sold your soul a hundred times over. You know. It's one of those biff. Yeah, but what if he retroactively get paid a half a cent a like or something? No, it's not even about the money, though. You know what I mean? It's about what you were willing to give up in in exchange for what you got. Like, Just on the terms example. Of Here's a perfect example. Okay. Um, remember that program that made you look old? Yeah, the Russian one. I did it. I didn't do it forever, and then I did it, and I made myself oh, no, look old. Didn't. Yeah, and then right away I was like, "What did I do?" And then I erased it right away. But like, too late, too late man. They, I'm already like a Russian citizen somewhere. Simon and Anisimov exists in fucking in Russia. Well, he's actually a professional uh, hockey player. Well, but. no, he's not. Uh, his first name isn't S- Simon. Simon. It's Simon. So, I think. so now no, you it, it definitely isn't Sergey. It's it might be Sergey. But Sorry, that, Kamar, say that again. So now, Simon, you work hard to protect what you don't have anymore. Your privacy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like once you do it, what do you, what can you do? Well, I I'm not a member of a lot of things, so I like I never joined Twitter, I never joined Facebook, but I did join Instagram, so I guess I did join Facebook. Yeah, um, But there are just lots of things I'm not a part of. So Here's, besides the Russians and the Chinese, I've I've respected you staying out of the arena. 
Well, here's, until TikTok. Here's the real crazy thing to think about. It's insane to think that. So, like, you remember that? Remember in season one of The Wire where they're they're sitting at the courtyard and the guys like they're talking about chicken nuggets. And he's like, man, the guy that thought up chicken nuggets from McDonald's, he must be so rich. And the dude's like, no, motherfucker, what are you, stupid? He's like, the guy that thought up chicken nuggets is still sitting in the basement of McDonald's working for whatever he was back then, just thinking up chicken nugget ideas. He's like, that's not how it works. It's crazy to me to think that they're like, now this is a little bit different because the guy that works at Google that thought of this is probably filthy rich. But think about the person that thought this idea up or the think tank that was like, if we maybe data's worth something. You know what I mean? Like that guy, again, he's probably rich, but if you think of the trillions of dollars that all these companies have made off our data, that this guy... But doesn't that then make you wonder, like, is that why the internet even exists? Like no. the whole play was just to get your data? No, no, because let's... I don't I, think it works like that at all. No, I, I think you need to stop and think of the internet, in theory, is just two computers connected. The idea was always just sharing information. It started at universities. It was just, I can connect my computer to yours and I can share a, a document with you. And that's, that was it. So I don't think there was anything sinister. Now, keep in mind, once it became what it was, obviously people that are sinister came in and were like, hey, we can make a fucking killing off of one this of, thing. One of the big things was a guy uh, made a website and sold every pixel for $1. Every pixel. With a million, there's a million pixels on a screen. Yeah. And, and he sold a, whatever, how many pixels you bought and then if you clicked on that, that went to your website. Yeah. And he sold it for a million dollars, no problem. And that was like 20 years ago. That was one of the first things that people were like, oh, shit. I Data is money. And that's an abstract of what we're talking about. There are information being valuable. Kamar, I read an article about the guy that still owns milk.com. Like he bought milk.com in like the early 90s. And milk has tried to buy it off him for like nowhere near the kind of money that milk should be paying this guy for this like they're like we'll give you 50 grand and he's like fuck you um that's his message no i mean at this point he said he's like i keep it out of pure nostalgia like it's early internet what a piece I of shit. <laughs> again though kamar if i were him i'd be like if you're milk i want a million bucks or fuck if off. i was milk i think he's a piece of shit yeah well if you were milk you could fuck off you lactose piece of garbage um <laughs> Biden has a woman who came out now saying that he was uh, he did something to her. Did you hear that, Kamar? And the New York Times is uh, sort of defending him. Unlike, say, Kavanaugh. I just imagine, though, that this is going to be like a normal thing with Biden. He, well, he's so old. weird and creepy, you know? He's massaged so many women's shoulders. And he's from before the Me Too era, so who knows? Mm. Who knows how bad it could get? But I, they want him; they'll push him through. Well, he's already they pushed through. Have, it's already done. Exactly. They always have, they always have grab him by the pussy. So I mean, the that's, Me Too that's, movement that's different. He didn't touch anybody. He said something. You know what I mean? Well, but it's inferring he did anyway. It's all bullshit. No, but it's not inferring that he raped anybody. It's inferring that he's just like a, a dirt bag, you know? We're talking about Trump ground by the pussy? Yeah. People want to extrapolate more from that statement, though. Character, mm. I was the word, worst person. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for this guy. That's good. We got to move on anyway. Yeah, good. Let's move on, then. Oh, we got to rate it first? Well, let's do that. Okay. Jesus, sorry there, <laughs> fucking Simon. 
Kamar, we'll start with you. Can you rate this episode? So Speedy Gonzalez over here. It feels weird being next to each other like this, don't you find? Yeah, I'm, I'm never looking at you. I'm only looking at uh, yeah, this fucking yeah. weirdo. It's, uh, it's odd. Anyways. Four. I give it a four. Give it a four. All right. Simon? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, uh, four as well, I think. Yep. Or a three, three, seven, five. Oh, three, eight, five. we almost had an agreement. Three. Okay, this a four. Got... A four. Press the button. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, I wish I at least had a reggae horn programmed in there. That'd be the fucking. your pops. Oh my god. Nah, they do that on Joe Button. I love that. That's the screen that comes up for your dad. Yeah, you like that. No, I thought we got some good origin out of Tim. I've known most of it because I listened to him on other podcasts. Yeah, his included. He got a fan out of me, boy. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, that's I, what it's all about. I can't say I'm going to start listening to his podcast, but uh, I, I like Tim Dillon. I thought this was a great episode. At least listen to that Whitney. Web okay, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it to me. Send it to me. Don't no, you won't. You don't know how to do that. No, you can just that's find not it happening. on Apple Podcasts. All right. Well, next time you ask me to send you something, I'll tell you it's just findable on the fucking internet, <laughs> dickhead. I can't do it. Is you can't. You, you can learn, Simon. That's the point that I, I keep trying to make to you. This is the same guy that's like, teach me how to edit the podcast. Old tricks. Old yeah, dog, yeah, new great. tricks. <laughs> I, but I, well, I can't airdrop anything. I have no idea, nor will I learn. <laughs> airdrop. <laughs> Fucking moron. That's a wrestling move, isn't it? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Number name. 1458 Christopher D'Elia. Go. I'll start. Yes. I'll start. Because I'm always the one that gets the ball rolling on the negativity. Yep. Um, it's called No Pain. Is that what it's called? It's called no, special? no Pain. Yeah, okay. First of all, I only watched 15 minutes of it, and it was 15 minutes full of pain. Awful to watch. Uh, I couldn't finish it. But you're going to follow that up with? But I'm, I am going to follow that up. This is the old compliment, uh, the old compliment sandwich. Uh, this episode was fucking great. And I think... I really like Chris D'Elia, like in conversation and as a person. I just don't like his stand-up, which is odd. I um, also watched the special. In its entirety, though. In its entirety. Wow. I got to say, the first uh, three quarters, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't. It wasn't great. I wouldn't give it rave reviews, but I laughed with, I watched it with my daughter. She thought it was pretty funny. So okay. if that, that's his market, right? 22, 23 year old girls. Um, Is that his market? I think so. Weird. Okay. Kamar, wouldn't you say? I'd say so. Yeah. Justin Bieber is his favorite. He's Justin Bieber's favorite comic. Right. So 20 to 30. Hmm. Anywho, it, to me, the it all fall up, fell apart in like the last 20 minutes when he tried to become like something he totally is not. He started talking about like, you know, jumping on this whole bandwagon of um, fans suck. You don't know what you're talking about. We're comedians. We say whatever we want. That's the point, which I agree with. I'm not right. Like, but Chappelle's already done that. That's been done. Right. And he did it funny, Chappelle. Like he made, it was two seconds. He made a hilarious joke out of it. I don't know. I'm what just. The, that's, that's you. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> you guys yeah. are the problem. But I don't know. I just, to me, it felt totally forced. And um, I don't need that from the specials anymore. What do you think, Kay? I think he laughed at himself too much, which is always telling. 
like I said, like he told all those jokes so many times and that he still laughed at himself really annoyed me. But the thing that annoyed me the most was the ripped t-shirt. The I didn't, style. I didn't watch it. It was all it was all covered in a hole. Yeah, that's but it was the really style. expensive. So it's I know what his I don't like his style. I mean, I think he's funny and I think his older stuff is much funnier. Um like he's a physical comedian, you know what I mean? Who makes one stupid uh his I don't know, so you talk about voice or whatever it is, I can't even do it. It sort of became a one trick pony. I like his older stuff better. But I like Chris Leah. Yeah, I, I thought I'm with you though, Matt. I didn't hate this podcast. I thought this podcast was incredible. Well, I wouldn't say incredible, but I didn't hate it. Listen, I They avoided Corona for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's the the shit talk was hilarious. Like I was laughing, I was laughing out loud for that whole thing. Um I liked the M&M story cuz like I wanted to know that. Yeah, that, I don't listen to Crystalia's podcast, so funny. like getting to hear all that was fucking great. Um I, I really this this podcast was like a fucking plus, which you'll find out when I rate it. He was genuinely excited about stuff. You know what I mean? Like he, he's a genuine person. He's just a great looking guy. He's got into comedy and now he's killing it. Like, how do you think he's a great looking guy? Like, am I missing something when I look at Cristalia? Well, I don't actually think he's good looking, but people think he's good looking. He's like a low rent version of a really handsome dude. He's a, he's a he's a poor man's Keanu. No, that look. Keanu. I get your a young get, man's Paul Rudd. No, oh my God, <laughs> that's so rude to Paul Rudd. Try again. But just that that the brown hair, uh, dirty shaven. They're very similar in ways. They don't look like, but I feel like he looks like a very young Mister Burns. Yeah. Montgomery Burns. I could see that. I could see that. I can't believe how many times Joe has shit himself. Uh, yeah, he often does. He must have some sort of, um, like all of the, of the rest of him is strong and he's almost perfect, but he has a very weak anus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone has their weakness. Joe's, Joe's kryptonite is his anus. I got to tell you in the past year, year, two years, I've almost pissed myself maybe 25 times where I've had to just stop on the side of the road wherever the fuck I could find and just run behind a dumpster and piss like my bladder has definitely gotten well that's what I gotta I as I was writing this I was like idiot you should just have a bottle in your car and then you just piss in the bottle if you really have to that's way better than jumping out at Sherwood Market and running behind a fucking dumpster and pissing you know Mm, I don't know get a diaper if you're in desperate times well that I definitely don't want to do then I'd have to be wearing the diaper. I just meant if you're driving cross country to get back a lover or something like that. But I'm not driving cross country to get back a lover. I'm just in the this city. Is anecdotal. <laughs> There's really nothing worse though than that feeling of like when that panic sets in that you're like, I have to shit now. And yeah. not like, not I have a few minutes. Well, what happens to me is I fart. And then that is going to start, you know, like you feel that that started something that you only have a moment to rectify. And if I don't rectify it really quickly, but I've never been in a position yet, knock on wood, where I haven't been able to get at least to a toilet, you know? 
I shit myself on a Skype call once. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, honest to God. Like mid Skype call. I was like, it was one of those ones where you're just like, I just, I'm going to fart. No big deal. I'll just, and like, that was it. Just shit myself. And I was like, uh, I just calmly was like, can I, uh, can I just call you back in two minutes? I once shit myself at a house party <laughs> and went to the bathroom and sort of, you know, mitigated the damage and took off the underwear and <laughs> ran downstairs and hid it in a pile of wood. You hid it in a pile of wood. The shitware, yeah. Do you know the person whose house you were at or was it a rando party? Uh, I knew them vaguely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, you know someone found that shitty underwear like a, a couple days later. Was a couple like, of days later, fuck? probably like 10 no. Christmases later, fuck. Yeah, exactly, because it was in the summer. <laughs> oh, that, no, because that smell. Guaranteed, man, it took a week or two and someone was like, what the fuck is that smell? It's coming from over here. I wonder. It's coming from possible. the wood pile. I also shit myself when I was like nine years old at summer camp. In mm. short. Well, maybe if when I was in a kid, short. I shit myself, but I can't remember. No, I can only remember shitting myself that one time on that Skype call. But I, I got to figure that I have shit myself before. Like the amount of times I can remember having that um, warning fart. Like I've got to have missed. When I was drinking, I'd chart all the time. <laughs> okay, that's just gross. I don't know if that qualifies as shitting yourself, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that qualifies, especially when you're doing it all the time. Hundred percent, that counts. What are you fucked? More than once a month. <laughs> so what exactly? What exactly would happen? You would get drunk, and then you just get a loose anus, and no, you just go to fart, and a lot more comes out of your body. Before. Oh, wait, hold on. But now. why hold has on, that changed? More, why has that changed out? since you've stopped drinking? Like. Because I, I think I basically had a liquid diet. Oh, I see. It was making your shitty shits runny. Yeah. Anal seepage. <laughs> wow, that shart really went from like just a tiny little thing to anal seepage pretty fast, eh? <laughs> Listen, I'm so happy to see Maddie laughing. That's fantastic. I mean, I'll say this. I, uh, I used to piss. I probably would piss myself drunk, Simon, like once a month. Like piss the bed drunk once a month. When I was like a serious drunk, not once a month, maybe once every three months. Really? Just wake up in your own piss. It was all, no, no, it was always the same thing. I'd be dreaming like a vivid dream where I had to piss so bad. And I'd always find the perfect spot. Like you said, like a dumpster, a bush. And then I'd start pissing and it would always, and when you're drunk, it always, like if, let's say that happened tomorrow, I'd wake up instantly and I'd stop pissing. There'd be like maybe a drip in the bed. But drunk, Simon, you're usually, you wake up yet yeah, in like a puddle of your own piss. I'm so I glad drinking, I was never a drinker. What's that? What's that, Kamar? When I was drinking, I'd piss myself all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you. Dude, I remember At least once a month. I remember seeing you outside of the standard one night in like khakis and you had clearly, clearly pissed yourself. Yep. <laughs> You know what's crazy? Like I just I just had this flash, Kamar, of how long I've known you for and how many times I've seen you super disheveled and it's always liquor. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's not so random. <laughs> <laughs> 
We can pinpoint it. Dude, it was the same. What do you like? Yeah, I mean. No, I'm just, I'm like, look. Whoa. <laughs> am I, uh, am I uh, going too far? No, I was just joking around. Okay. Sorry. I didn't realize I was, so big what here. I was saying that was that like, um, Okay, so I know, you know, three years, Kamar has been, you know, he broke his leg, whatever. I've seen him do a bunch of fucked up shit. But now I'm going back like 15 years, you know what I mean? And thinking, yeah, just doing fucked up shit. Like, it's crazy. It's amazing how, how um, not drinking really just makes you a better dude. Dude, remember? Okay. It's like, it's like a bad show. Yeah. Did I tell the story already about how when I lived with Big Dumb Greg, so I broke the toilet seat off that day. Remember when there was the leak in the ceiling? Oh, when we fixed that shit. Yeah, so there was a leak <laughs> in the ceiling that Simon and I like MacGyvered the, um, what is it, the shower curtain. We like pulled the shower curtain to the door so that the shower curtain was actually catching the whole leak out of the ceiling and just putting it into the tub, which was a great thing. But to, to do that, Simon had to like stand up on the on the toilet seat and in doing so he like ripped the toilet seat off so flash forward to like two weeks later we have this huge after party because greg always had massive after parties that was greg's fucking thing greg enjoyed cocaine um so we have this huge after party and the next day we wake up and the toilet seat like because the we never told the landlord we just had a loose toilet seat uh and i wake up the next day and the toilet seat's gone and i'm like greg where the fuck is the toilet seat and he's like dude i don't know like do you think someone took it? And I was like, someone took the toilet seat. Like what kind of depraved <laughs> fucking people did you invite over last night? And dude, we didn't have a toilet seat for weeks. We also didn't have power. It wasn't a great scenario. Point the, being, somebody stole it as like a fucking joke. They didn't want your toilet. It's not like they were like, oh shit, we don't have a toilet seat. This one's loose. You no, know, it gets way better. Am I supposed to jump in and say, I know this because we've done this before. Oh, have we done this before on this yeah. show? Yeah. Yeah. You're oh. definitely supposed to do that. Yeah. But way before okay. he got this far into the story, Why, asshole, do you remember what happened? No, I'm a huge so stoner, I, man. I, I wasn't sure. I remember, and then you found it where you hid it. Yeah, you, you the hid lottery. the toilet seat. I, I was so drunk that I that night at the after party was like, someone's gonna steal the toilet seat. That makes sense. So I hid it, and then two weeks later, drunk, I had like a flashback of me hiding it and was like, Greg, I know where the toilet seat is. See, that's why I am yeah. the ultimate uh, co-host, Matt, because you I could just, literally tell me the same the story same, yeah. that you told I, me I last week, sure and I wouldn't remember. There. My bad. My bad. I, I wasn't sure if we had to jump in there, but they were, it's like bad shows, and they were talking about what their favorite show was, and uh, I think Delia said The Office, but it's so true our shows can't go forever. No. They just become shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Office, though, managed... The Office is an amazing show because it lost what you would believe was the heart and soul. Yeah. yeah. And to me, it got just... It, it didn't get better, but it was just as good without Michael as it was with Michael. And I'm a huge Office fucking dork. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Show's incredible. Uh, they also spoke about and Lost. Oh, a huge Lost dork. Dude. You lost me. But here's the thing. I watched Lost, and I know we've talked about this before, Matt, but I watched Lost when it, it was already done and I had it on DVD and I could watch it all, all six seasons in one shot. 
If I had to watch that show week by week, I would have given up after season two. No, I, I watched. There were too many loose ends. I would have been so annoyed having to wait and then the episode not living up to what I needed from that week. You, you know what I'm saying though, right? I'll just say this to any listener that hasn't watched Lost, go watch Lost. You're going to be disappointed. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to give you any false hopes. You 100% will be disappointed. But the juice is worth the squeeze on this one. For the first couple of seasons, it's very intriguing television. It's a, it's amazing, and like the way they wove the stories was uh, the intricacy of the story. It was insane, nuts. And the amount of money they spent on that show, like remember the first episode, it was the most the expensive pilot. Yeah, ever. I know, it's crazy. They fired the guy that greenlit it. They were talking about uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, which again, if if for some reason you're living under a rock and you haven't watched that shit. That is some of the best television ever. Black Mirror is, yeah. is very good, yes. And one that got no play, as far as I know, but was so good is, um, is it Love, Sex, and Robots? Love, yeah. Death, and Robots? Sex, Love, and Robots. Yeah. Was so fucking good. Did you ever watch that, Kamar? I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Watch it tonight. It's like um, 18... It's 18 short, short animated. All done by different. So each one is different, has a different feel to it. And it's like Black Mirror type uh, stories. It's really good, man. Interesting. I was going to say Community and 30 Rock stick out to me. Like, Commu- those I can just always watch. Community. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe you like that show. Love it. I mean, I like it too, but I didn't think it would be up your alley at all. Oh, the Dean. The Dean is the greatest ever. Like he, I hope he won an Emmy. Yeah, the Dean is really funny. The Dean is amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a good show. And Parks and Recreation is an amazing show. I just got my wife to start watching Parks it. Parks and Rec was incredible, yeah. The only problem with Parks and Rec, <clears throat> excuse me, is the first two seasons with the different male protagonists there. Yeah. He yeah. kind of brings it all down. And then once uh, Rob Lowe and... Um, that other dude. Come Rob Lowe, what can you say? So he, he, he can build anything about Rob yeah. Lowe. Yeah. At one point, uh, Joe really bigged up uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, yeah. which I haven't seen and I very much want to. Well, uh, a fan of ours may or may not have sent us um, acid. And I may or may not have done half a hit of acid and watched it. Unbelievable. The acid or the movie? Both. <laughs> and I had to watch it again to see if it was the acid and it's still an amazing movie. You may or may not be a giant asshole. It may or may not be I, ridiculous that I do 90% of the work on this fucking podcast and 100% of the drugs get sent to Kamar. Would you do some? I still have some. I don't want the acid, but I know you're sitting exactly. in a bag of fucking dope over there. You don't want that? Listen, thank you to whoever sent that to Kamar. You don't want to be doing random drugs, Matt. Weed's different, motherfucker. No one's That's lacing. What I'm here for. No one's lacing our weed. Where they're gonna? I don't think anybody's lacing anything on us. Hopefully, you know what I mean. I don't think that. I just think that you're. I mean, now that you put that out there, ex- I'm not doing shit that anyone. Especially with like acid and stuff, where you're not making it. You know what I mean? You're just taking. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would. Be- you're a brave man. I, I thought it was fantastic. Set with love. Um, so since you haven't seen it, have you seen it, Matt? No. 
okay, then there's no point to do it for the uh, movie game. But uh, it's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Well, was that due to the acid or like, would you? <clears throat> I thought that in the acid and I watched it after. It's still unbelievable. The story, how they thought of it. Like it, 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 it'll blow your mind. Okay, I'm going to buy it tonight, man. I'm going to find it and I'm going to watch it. Watch it with your whole family though. It's amazing. It's an amazing movie. So just, um, you know what? No, I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> well, no, because I was going to talk about something to do with Corona. I was like, this is so nice. We haven't talked about this fucking yeah, no. thing for m M&M and for a episode. second. It's insane that how that happened to Delia. What? Well, that's why you always got to put content out there. Like, it wasn't premeditated. He wasn't trying to do something to get somewhere. Yeah, he the just he, Eminem. Well, he put out a video of him rapping yeah. in his car, and then in the garage where he's like, "Too many napkins." No, I watched it. It's really funny. It's fucking hilarious, and the video's incredible. Not that the song is it's great. A, but it's a funny story, though, right? Just how that all turns out. He ends up meeting his one of his idols because of that. Like, it's a that's um, Matrix shit. Not Matrix. Uh, I also just love simulation. I also just love how he's like. His agent calls and is like, yeah, so Eminem wants to use it. He's like, yeah, do it, do it. And he's like, okay, so I'll see what I can. He's like, no, 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 don't get money. Yeah. Do not get money for it. Just give it to them for free. This is great. Don't fuck around. I don't want shit. Just classic. Like the, the agent was like, I can probably get us like a couple grand out of this, maybe 50 grand. You never know. Do you and guys. Now friends with life. He didn't pick up logic too much. Yeah, he why, on that. why would he? I have a feeling Eminem will be on JRE. Wow. Whoa, that's a bold call. Yeah. He also went out of his way to shit on Vin Diesel. And I thought then, as a backup, we could do the very first Fast in the Furious nice. for the movie game. Oh, my God. Nice, Kay. I like that. Now, this is a franchise that obviously has made gazillions, but what did it all start with? Okay, fine. You, this that's is the, the only, only pen, pen right? Pen, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to write my year down first, then you can write your year down. It's fine, Simon. Yo, watch your drink. Watch. Oh, my Lord. Jesus Christ. You have a pet over there. <laughs> it's fine. Just give me one second. I'll write down my year. Oh, there's that wheeze boy. Uh, all right. Here, Simon. Oh, wait. I have a pet. This guy's just making the all the racket. Here, this Simon. This is a movie game where we pick Simon and Floyd against each other to guess the budget and box office. Of a movie, so the year as well Mostly as the year it was on the podcast, and they also have to get the year why things off. And when they don't discuss it, we find a weird way to get around to it. Okay, so the year first, right? Yeah. Okay, you've so, got yours written down. Yeah. Okay, I wrote down 1997. Whoa! I said 2002. 2001. Oh, wow! Wow! Uh, so close. It's the neighborhood. So no points for the year. All right, so 2001. Starring Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Rick Yoon, Chad Lindbergh, Johnny Strong, and Ed Levine. Have you guys seen the most recent one? The spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw? No, I've never seen one after, like, Tokyo Drift, I think. It's Jason Statham and The Rock. It's amazing. No, it's not. There's no way it's amazing. That's impossible. It's amazing. No, yeah. You also said that that fucking Michael Bay piece of garbage oh, on Netflix so was amazing. And after yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have no fucking say on movies anymore being amazing. You're out. Sugar cereal. Amazing to me is sugar cereal. Not <laughs> thought provoking because, ah, I can see the man. 
God, I just have no idea. Kamar, that Michael Bay lo- that Michael Bay movie lost me in quicker than any movie has ever lost me. It was so stupid, but I like that over the top stuff now. Fair enough. I just oh, like I love Ryan Reynolds, and I, God, that was fucking such a bad movie. The magnet, the action, the racing, the guy's not supposed to die dies. It had everything. It is garbage, though. I'll agree with you. Like it's it's like top forty music. Yeah, I think I'm way off here. Oh, uh, all right. You go first, Simon. I said it cost a hundred and sixty-five million, and it made six seventy. All right, I said it cost 120.4, and it made 580. Boys, 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 this is 2001. It cost 38 million to make. How is that possible with all million. that car shit? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And how much did it sense. make, Kamar? How much did it make? 200 million. Oh, wow. We've never been so far off, I no. think. This is the very first one. It, it wasn't as crazy as what you think they are now. I still, I still thought box office that it was like a like a killer. Either way, wow, we both shot the bedside. Good work. That's a killer. Um, so I, I think I've already told you this, eh? That Delia uh, plays two different pedophiles on two different yeah, shows. It's you did so weird, that, yeah. man. Sorry, just in perspective, the last one they made cost two hundred and fifty million to make. Wow, and made one point two billion. Holy mother of God. Now we can move on. And that's the movie game. 1.2 billion is what a Fast and the Furious movie made. Yeah, that's Vin Diesel, it's like baby. so successful. Have you ever seen Vin Diesel drunk in the blue and white video lip syncing, crying? No. That's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. <laughs> My uncle worked with him on a movie and he just played video games and smoked weed. Oh my God! Really? My kind yeah. of dude. What's crazy is they paid that guy to be Groot. Like that'll never uh, cease to amaze me. How much? He's one of the biggest movie stars there is. A lot. Well, they would have had to have paid him a lot. Like he's a a name guy from Fast and the Furious. Who knows? Maybe he was like, "Give me a million. That could have been anybody. I agree. It didn't have to be Vin Diesel. It could have been. Uh, Van Dozel, you know, like it and really was, doesn't matter. He was a bouncer. Yeah, I know. In the right place at the right time. Well, whatever. One of the interesting he... things. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. One of the interesting things they talked about was how it's rough for rats in New York City right now in this rat wars. Yeah, it's that is, dude, that's amazing, eh? That is amazing. Unintended consequence. That sounds like the plot for like a uh, watership down type of rat movie or something. Oh, it could be so good. They should redo a Fivel movie. <laughs> Fivel movie. Fivel gets COVID. Well, they should do a Secret of Nim type movie. Oh, there you Secret go. Secret yeah. of Nim versus uh, Welcome to America. Secret yeah, of yeah. Nim is a great, great cartoon. Up there with Ricky Tabby, baby. It's so good. That should have been the movie game. That should have been the movie game, except it's a cartoon. It didn't make any money. Yeah, it's perfect. One thousand dollar budget. So me? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It came from it came from a book, (laughs) um, Miss Bisbee's Great Adventure or something. We had to read it in uh, elementary school. I never read the book. Well, as we know, I'm not really a book person. I dabble in books. (laughs) <laughs> you dabble in reading. Um, in Dan Crenshaw's defense, he doesn't have one eye. We never 
Did we mention that? I said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got to be um, tough to read. Right about this point, Callan comes in. Well, this is something we've totally understated and avoided, I think, just subconsciously. Until this somehow. moment. Why? This was the one of the best parts of the show. It was amazing. The best. When he comes in and takes off his shirt and they see that he has a white beater on and he's trying to keep his t-shirt <laughs> down and he's game fucking on. He <laughs> thinks he, and then I go, I'm watching it and I go, he thinks he's murdered Brando and he actually says, I'm like murdered Brando. <laughs> He's the most hilarious guy there is at poking fun of himself and trying to fight back against him. Well, and I love that Dalia just calls him on everything. Like, Joe doesn't everything. call him on everything, but Dalia calls him on yeah, every like, statement that comes out of his Dalia's mouth. like, put up, put up your arms. Are you sweating? Look, at you're sweating. It's disgusting. You're sweating. It's disgusting. It, Brian, it's 75 degrees out. You're wearing a sweater, a t-shirt, and a wife beater. I think that Joe well, didn't... Didn't realize what he was getting himself into, though, with those two. Oh, yeah, you know? of course he did. Of course. It's such a better banter than, like, Brian when they're having the fight companion. Dalia and Brian is epic shit-talking to the match. There is nobody I love more than Brian Callen when he's being silly, which is crazy, because yeah. there's no one I dislike more than Brian Callen when he's being serious. What was the name of his podcast? Oh mixed. My, mixed mental arts. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. He was on with this really smart guy. He thought he was like brilliant. He came up with this ridiculous yep. title. Again, it's like artificial intelligence with Lex Friedman. He's such an actor. He's such a name dropper. He's such like he's he's so what he is, but he I, I don't know. I accept him for it. Well, Probably. he's being hurt the most by COVID, I imagine, because he can't hang out with like Stallone and all his friends in the fancy restaurants. What know? did Delia say? Like Delia was like, when they announced you couldn't have people like groups of five hundred. Joe and I were like, oh, that's gonna hurt. And Brian was like, this is okay. This is okay. And then they announced that you couldn't have groups of fifty people, and Brian was still like, this is okay. This is okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he it was white old. It was funny. Was so funny. They were saying that he looked like one of those guys who was sitting on the beam yeah. in the New York skyline picture. Well, those guys are the coolest guys ever though, right? Well, that, it got me thinking, like just in my bakeness, I was like, dude, those guys up there building those buildings, because all those buildings were built by hand back in the day, you know? Like, no is, safety harnesses. It's fucking insane to think about it. You know that they uh, recruited tons of Native... Native Americans. And Canadians yeah. to do it because they have, like, unbelievable balance and no fear and... Yeah, Native Americans... And how New much York were City. those guys getting paid? Probably nothing. Nothing, yeah. A pittance, or maybe they were getting a big wage at the time. But so you think of a place like New York City, okay? Right? You, we've all been there. Yep. And just how many giant buildings they are and how they were all built by people. It's, it's mind bending, you know, it really is and like, it's, and it's all been taken away from us. No, that's not where I was going with it. But uh, yes, yeah, Simon, I agree. It is insane. Um, I, I always think that when I see that photo, there's like a few things that go through my mind. Like one, was it like forced perspective and was there like, was that beam maybe just hanging one story above a built story? You know right, what I mean? Like right, maybe just for the, for the optics, like are they really just sitting on a beam dangling 70? It could only have fallen 10 feet. Whatever that picture is, that's my point. Whatever yeah. that picture is, Matt, you know that 
there were guys up there. Listen, it, yeah. it regardless, it's an iconic photo. It's probably one of the most that iconic I- photo, maybe, but it doesn't matter because they were doing. It. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, listen, I'm I, I'm with that. I'm just saying it's it makes me think as you know someone who takes photos occasionally. It makes me think for a second. Like, I wonder if there's a chance that that photo was just you know. It would be amazing to go back in time at all the iconic photos and actually see behind the scenes on them and how many of them are not at all what you thought, you know? Most of them. Yeah. I'm sure there's a portal where you can see what what was behind the photo. I don't want to know. I like living, thinking that those guys were up on the beam. Never meet your heroes. One of my biggest Never meet your heroes. Sorry, man. One of the biggest problems for me was realizing that like a, like so many photos are staged because my whole thing was like when I take photos, I like to take uh, just candid stuff of like people in motion, and it it fucked me up to know that like a lot of like my favorite photos took a lot of work and timing and planning and like you know it's, again don't meet your heroes. Yeah, you're still just taking pictures of the simulation. So what are you really doing? There you go. No, what's it? It's don't go to the sausage. Don't see what's the, see the, the sausage, sausage is made. made. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. the one. That's more like the it's one. It's exactly why I've never watched one of those cow killing movies. Yeah, me neither. Because I like steak yeah. and yeah. I can't hunt. So I don't want to know. I've been watching a lot of like YouTube barbecue videos lately. Ooh, well, barbecue season is on. <laughs> it is on. Um, so you know what guy. was so funny was the things I trust more than Bill Gates' vaccines. Yeah, Nigerian the, email from a Nigerian prince. <laughs> what water was it? from Flint, um, Michigan. It was water from Flint, Michigan. Email from a it Nigerian was a prince. Something cocked. Oh, uh, a COVID cocktail. A uh, <laughs> drinking Michigan tap water. Flint, Flint, <laughs> Flint tap water. Yeah. Daycare. Um, Run oh, by Casey Anthony. Casey. <laughs> yeah, Casey Anthony watching your kids. <laughs> it was so funny, man. Um, I saw and the hashtag Smallhead Brian was I was dying when he was doing that when Dylan oh, was doing that. I was fucking <laughs> don't, dying. Don't start a hashtag. Yeah, whatever do you guys do, do nobody just do make that. sure no one starts a hashtag small Smallhead Brian. And uh, Josh they, Groban was on The Office, eh? Just to bring it all back full circle. Yeah, he He's played Andy's, Andy's brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. And he's very funny. Uh, yeah. The one yeah. thing is, Joe challenged him a uh, flexibility off, and neither of them would do it. He's like, do it right now, do it right now. And it yeah, went, that was weird. I thought for I thought sure was, they'd be into that. Moment. I thought it was a weak moment. It's not he, good for podcasting. Speaking of Josh Groban on The Office, that might be, it's definitely top 10 Office episodes, the garden party. Of course. It is so good. Of course. I love episodes of shows where you can watch them a hundred times and years later and they still work. Like there's an episode of Seinfeld. It's my favorite episode. It's the one where um, (laughs) George is working at play now and he keeps sneaking into his office because they've banned him out. And um, they put his office in the basement and Kramer in that episode has started America and he has the assistant Darren, which was also sorry to cut you off, which was also coincidentally your, your uh, fictional country from last week. That's right, Kramer. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he has Darren in that episode, which is so funny. There's the whole scene where uh, he's not there for the lunch, and um, 
he's telling Kramer what happened. He's like, and at this point, Jerry goes to the bathroom and George reaches into his glass and uses his ice cube to wash, to wash his hand. To wash and, up. And Jerry spits the ice cube back into the glass. It's like so fucking perfect. Yeah. And then also in that episode, Jerry's dating the girl whose stomach goes, hello. That is, yeah. And then at the end, it all wraps up because George has let Kramer use the giant bladder to test the... Yeah, the bladder system uh, the ball for the, to uh, test the oil yeah. bladder and they drop it from the thing and she won't look up because he's saying hello to get her to move. Hello. And then the bladder hits her. And then right at the end, uh, Darren just looks at Kramer and they look at each other and there was like, oh, that didn't work. And Kramer says, <laughs> ketchup, and, ketchup mustard and mustard in one bottle. <laughs> I love it. And then it just ends. A fucking, that is a work of art, man. No, the best part of that episode that you're forgetting is when... <laughs> it's when he goes to meet Darren's like counselor. Oh, it's the best. And he's like, uh, it says here Darren was putting up chicken wire. And he's like, Mr. Mr. Kramer, I'm starting to believe that you don't have a business yeah. at all. <laughs> you may or may not have a business yeah. that has chickens. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so good, man. There's there's so much about Darren that's priceless where he says, That's it, we can't work together anymore. And he slams the door in his face <laughs> and opens it right away. Oh, you're, you're still, still there? <laughs> Persistent. We're back on. <laughs> like it's yeah. It's amazing, man. Amazing. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I digress. <laughs> Yeah, I love how you just, on Simon's notes, by the way, there's just a giant LOL. That's it. It just says LOL. Word association. Oh, that rat wars, though. Yeah, that that's something, man. Cannibalizing what other, other fucking rat consequences groups. What other are happening because of a supply to someone? The animals are coming back, eh? Yeah. Well, and you can see, like, mountain ranges in India and, like, just weird stuff that the smog was blocking. There's and- flamingos back in Mumbai. What else did I see? The craziest one was someone had this great shot of a kangaroo running through like downtown Sydney or Melbourne and Melbourne. And uh, I don't know. It was nuts. You know, what was such a great point that they made was that um, if you're getting something for free, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Mm -hmm. if you're getting it for free, you're the product. I thought that was cool. You know, like. You're you're the important part of that equation, obviously, because you're getting it for free. Well, that's it. People are like, what? As if there's like, Kamara, that's kind of the thing is you sit there and you say things like, like you were like, they they should give us point, you know, point one cents on whatever fucking because of the data, (laughs) because of the data they've stolen. But I mean, at the end of the day, we've gotten something for it. You know what I mean? We get all these free quote unquote. I mean, nothing's free. That's it though. Ask, ask, I don't like the way you think. That's all. Yeah, you don't like the way I think. Fair enough. Okay. I want my money. All right. <laughs> well, I have control of cutting Kamar off the podcast. So Kamar, we'll see you on the second half. Just that. No, your right thoughts there. on us already getting our fill of social media and not deserving money. That's all I don't like. Oh, well, fair enough. Uh, do we have anything else for Delia? Or are we going to rate this? No, let's rate it. Kamar, we'll start with you. Uh, the episode was better than special. I give it a three. Kamar gives it a three, and I give. Yeah. Go ahead, Kamar. I give it a four. Brian Callen was just amazing. Yeah, I laughed so hard. Simon? I give it a four as well. Brian Callen was amazing. I laughed so hard. I give it a five. What? No. Yeah. Matt, no. Yes. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Yes, I can. That is crazy. No, you can't. What did you say, Kamar? Storm out. 
Yeah, I'm Cyber, it's done. It's show. done. Oh, no. We're taking a break anyways, thank no. God, because yeah. I don't even understand what's going <laughs> I on knew here. You'd be, I, listen, you both gave it a four, I so fuck off. And, uh, there's a huge difference between a four and a five. We're talking about like uh, the difference between fucking coal and diamonds, Matt. This is bullshit. It's my rating, and well, I gave it a your five. Rating. I, I'm outraged. I think it would have been a two and a half without Brian. That's what I agreed. Agreed. No, I still I think without Brian, I would have given it like a four, maybe a three and a half. But then Brian comes in, and it becomes dude. It was a five. It's all because the M M&M and M story. It was a lot of stuff. I'm telling you. I, I don't think you gave the Alex Jones a five. I gave it a four and a half. You think this podcast was better than Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo? Yeah, I can't take five hours of Alex Jones. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're trying to look into his soul. I get it, Kamar. There's I'm nothing there. <laughs> These are both fucking... First of all, this guy gives the pod father a five and you don't say shit. You've never given anything a five, so you can't even say shit. You gave it a four. He gave it a four. It was obviously a great episode. Fu- but again, again... The difference between a four and a five is like light years, man. I'm nowhere near as upset as I'm. Well, like they say in Half Baked, fuck you, fuck you. You're, You're cool. cool. And fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I'm well, out of here. On that note, let's pay some bills. All right. We'll be back. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. If you're like me, you wake up in the morning with brain fog, feeling lazy and confused. Your job or jobs require you to be on top of everything, but your mind often slows down, your attention drifts away, and your memory fails. Coffee and prescription meds have failed you, leaving you with jitters and a lack of sleep. Worst of all, it keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, Onnit may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, Onnit took the best earth-grown botanicals and created a one-of-a-kind cognitive enhancer called Alpha Brain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. Alpha Brain works. It's been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, and processing speeds, and is made from natural ingredients found in nature. For a limited time, Onnit is giving you a chance to try Alpha Brain free of charge. That's right, I said it free. You just have to pay the shipping. Best of all, if you're not satisfied, you can keep the bottle and Onnit will give you a free refund. You don't even have to call. No hoops, no catch, nothing. It's as easy as could possibly be, entirely risk-free with a 100% money-back guarantee. So go to onnit.com slash J-R-E-E and try it today. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash J-R-E-E to try your Alpha Brain trial today. Oh my God. Oh, fuck. I do oh. record that on video. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> fuck, that hurt. <laughs> It looks so horrible. Dude. You look like such a horrible person, Simon. (laughs) Fuck. I'm sorry. You're rising in pain. Oh, my. Was it acting? No, that hurts. That hurts. I know. I just pissed my pants. (laughs) Yeah. And he's laughing so hard. I'm like, what am I seeing here? Because I'm thinking you're acting, but you're in actual pain. Well, it doesn't laughing. make any sense. He hardly even hit his knee. Dude, Simon, I like I hit the fucking edge of that like on a nerve or something. That hurt. The nerve. That hurt so fucking bad. Uh, oh fuck. Wow. I oh, thought you were down for the count. God, dude, I'm telling you, my knee is so sore right now. <laughs> Dirty cunt. Oh fuck. All right. Oh god, give me a number and a name. 1459 Tom O'Neill. 
<sighs> this was a great episode. This was an interesting episode. But like I <laughs> like I told Kamar, I wish they had done it differently. I wish Joe had just had him lay out the whole story. Well, I think he's not able to do that, and that's why we're in this predicament. Well, the guy's trying to sell a book, right? But what I realized is the first time I heard this guy was on Great Greg Fitzsimmons, and he was on for an hour, but all he talked about was the JFK stuff. Okay. No, there's there was barely no anything about Manson or MK Ultra. Are, are you okay, and man? This Simon, is crazy. Don't. No, now I'm now I'm worried about. I'm you. fine. I'm Should fine. Should I get you ice or something? No, 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 no. No, you just feel bad for laughing. No, I face. don't. I absolutely <laughs> do not. This fucking guy. If Matt shows up in a cast tomorrow yeah. or something, fuck, it'll be like my uh, elementary school story. A knee brace. Go but ahead. Come this on. guy has two huge stories, but because he's jumbled them all together, no one can make after end out of it. After tail part of me. Okay, well, I mean, if nothing else, I think we're pretty damn certain that Manson was tied into the CIA. 100%. Not only that, we know that the CIA was out there actively trying to discredit um, movements. The hippie movement, the uh, anti-war movement. Trying to incite violence between groups. So right there... It should just tell you that everything that they tell you that the government's up to, they're up to. Yes. That's what a conspiracy-minded person would say. Wow. <laughs> nice work, Kamar. I think that just your average Joe would have to say that at this point. But had this guy put out the Manson book, right about the, just the Manson book. This is two books in one, although he ties it all together. We'll get into that. Had he just put out the Manson book, say when... Once upon a time in Hollywood was, but I guess he was tied up in legal. And the JFK book has got to be 10 years ago. Like he's been working on this for 20 years. 20 years, yeah. I feel like it's ruined his life. Well, the weirdest thing to me was he was like, I was hoping some journalist would like be interested in this. And I was like, buddy, you're 15 years too late for that too. Like journalism doesn't work that way anymore. Like what? No one cares about these conspiracies anymore. No, like I was, I, and I'm, I'm wondering too, I'm like, does this guy not understand that like no one reads long-winded journalistic stories anymore? Like no one's going to read a five part about something that happened before they were most likely born or when they were young. You know what I mean? This like, would be an incredible, an incredible 10 part documentary. The book is that thick. Well, that, that's the discussion they had. This someone's making a movie out of it, but it's got to be a 10 part series. Just the majority of the public doesn't care about JFK or MKUltra or anything like that. I, I, but, what, but they should because it's obviously a huge part of our collective history. It's where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's influencing so many things that have been major milestones, I'm sorry, in <laughs> uh, history, you know? Yes, except there's one point where Joe asked him, because he had a bit of a problem in this podcast of like trying to bury the lead, uh, like Annie Letterman. Yes, because he wants to sell his book. He's stuck in the mode of selling his book. But the biggest thing that I got out of it was the connection between West, the psychiatrist guy, who's working with the man and stuff, 
and with Jack Ruby. That was insane, eh? The that's crazy. That's crazy. But even now, Kamar, you see like there'll be a lawyer who will work on the Epstein case and he's worked on, um, you know, once they're a, fl uh, uh, what's the word, uh, flunky of the, the system, it's like they can use them to do anything, you know? It's like they're willing Manchurian candidates. Well, no, that's what they were trying to do. And, and furthermore, why would they stop? Well, they, they certainly wouldn't if it was working. You would just not hear about it as much. But they learned how to uh, silence people. Well, what did they call it? The hypno hypno program. It was the they were building assassins. That was the whole Manchurian candidate. That was the uh, RFK assassination. Like the doctor's name, which is kind of interesting, is Jolly West. Jolly West, he did yeah. all the experiments, and I was looking to him, and he gave LSD to elephants. Oh, did he? And what the story goes is he they gave the dose based on body weight, not on the weight of the brain, and they gave it to this elephant, and the elephant lost its mind. Yeah, it broke its brain. And they and then they tried to give it another drug to calm it down, and then it died. So they don't know if it was the LSD. But later on, other scientists gave an elephant LSD doses to the brain size, and the elephant had a good time. <laughs> wow. So this guy, Jolly West, was crazy. I like out of all the things the guy did, killing people, fucking having people assassinated, Kamar gives us the elephant story. Kamar's big takeaway was well, that you can give an elephant a little bit, like a human dose of LSD, and, it's and it'll fine. have he a has good a great time. time yeah. yeah. More, this is the story, and you cannot roll your eyes if someone says MK Ultra. Well, how about um, the operation where they would dose the Johns who came in to... Um, Midnight Shade or something like no, that? No, best name ever, Midnight Climax. Midnight Climax. <laughs> operation Midnight <clears throat> Climax. Come on, whoever's coming up with the names of these operations, that's, that's a great job. Do you recall that there might be some overlap with Hunter S. Thompson? With the bikers talking about doing LSD in places? Well, I think, the, I think the bikers were being, um, the same way they were trying to break the hippies, they were trying to break the, the bikers. Panthers. The Black Panthers, like, that was crazy, man. That they were trying to incite a race war. Yes, that's exactly. Sorry, go ahead. Charles Manson, thought he, and Charles Manson thought he was going to be king of the earth after this well this is another war. situation like with epstein where i think they started this operation and then their their main dude was something other than they thought they were you know like manson ended up being way crazier than they ever thought he was they thought he was some charismatic like cult leader type guy yeah but i think I, the argument was yeah, but maybe he wasn't crazy. Maybe it was all the fucking drugs they gave him. Maybe, except and that... Maybe sorry. they were trying to paint him as crazy so no one would ask him questions because he didn't kill himself like Epstein. He just died. Like, he was sitting around and just they painted him as a kook. 
And the powers that be definitely didn't want him saying anything. But if he didn't say anything, oh, that's crazy, Charles. Well, this guy was saying that the reason why they were so fucked up at the trial and they were all carved the shit in their heads is because they were still feeding them acid at that point. Like, that is fucking crazy, man. That's how deep this thing is. And how or why did they just stop? Like, nothing ever came that they got caught doing this. This is just... Uh, common knowledge that it keeps out over time. Oh, no oh, you mean why did the, the government didn't stop? Sorry, I was confused there. Um, Sorry, pardon me. And they were saying that Whitey Bulger was part of the MK Ultra program. Like, dude, once they had these people in prison, I just wonder how much shit was being done, you know? Well, it's crazy that, uh, I mean, whatever. It's a weird system where they're doing this to these people and then they're doing exactly what they were like programmed to do and then they're locking them up. Mm -hmm. Well, it's either that or it, kill them. It made me think that uh, Sharon Tate had a really shitty life. I assume she did. Because Roman Polanski was shit to her and then she suffered this horrible death. Well, and Roman Polanski was like a real sick fuck, man. I, yeah. th I, th I still think he is. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's in uh, yeah. Switzerland. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Remember he ran? Yeah, Operation Chaos. That was the Black Panther informant thing that, was, uh, that you were talking about. And it Tom. all sounds like out of a movie, but this poor bungling reporter is just taking too long to get the information. What's crazy to me is that there was dudes that, like, there were, like, serious racist right-wing dudes that had to infiltrate these hippie, like... It's just so weird to me to think of this guy who's like, God, I fucking hate these dirty hippies, but at the same time has to be like, hey, man, peace and love, man. You know what well, I mean? How like, about the guys who had to like go into like the your smokes. KKK? You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that would be fucking really tough. It'd be really weirder if they're doing drugs as well than just pretending to be racist. Um, yeah, actually, Kamar's right because you have to you have to hold up your sh mm -hmm. your shit while you're like high on some. You know what I mean? You have to. You have, I don't know. That's tough. Well, that's what Anyone movie was that uh, where Kramer. they um, make you do the drugs? Uh, it's like stuck in my head from when I was a kid. It was an undercover cop movie, and they make the training guy do. Day. Was it Training Day? He did PCP. No, but well, that that's he not from when you were a kid. To do it? That no, no, no. This was different. Uh, anyways. Uh, what were they saying, uh, though, that there was Rush, maybe? That's right. It was Rush, Kamar. That's uh, with uh, Jason Lee there, right? Jason Patrick. Jason Jennifer. Patrick. Jennifer Jason Lee. That's her name. Yeah. You got it, Bobby. Yeah. They were saying that there was a videotape from that helter-skelter scene that never made it to the public, and it was of uh, Sharon Tate being forced to have sex with two guys by <laughs> Roman Polanski. Like, he was a sicko, man. Well, what's crazy is that the DA of LA who prosecuted the case wrote Elter Skelter. Like, yeah. it's just too. Like, how about a conflict of interest? What are we doing here? Yeah. Well, this guy had nothing nice to say about Helter Skelter. Well, let's talk it's about that guy. It's taking too long. Let's talk about that DA for a second. He was for that Vince guy. Was that his name? He Vincent was, Belosi. That guy was fucking fucked. No, nope, no one agrees. Yeah, okay. no, he was a dirtbag. Fuck. Well, no, he said he had him over at his house, and he started freaking out that I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Like, the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> what more evidence do you need, buddy? I just think this guy's a bungling reporter, and 
dropped the lead on this. Yeah, no, it's crazy. That West guy uh, treated Jack Ruby, and then Jack Ruby right after that goes crazy and has like that epileptic fit and loses time. And then next thing you know, he's killed fucking, what's it? Like, it sounds crazy. It sounds too crazy to be true. And yet this guy like swears it to be. He killed the elephant. There's no way it's not true. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's the the damning evidence. (laughs) Kamar. It all comes back to the elephant. It all comes back to, I believe, uh, Vincent Glossy got involved in the JFK. Well, they said that the FBI had a man in the Manson cult. Yeah. That must have been fucking nuts. They say that, but they also say they didn't do half this stuff. What do you mean? Well, I don't think the FBI, the CIA has copped all this or been held accountable. And that's what I'm saying why it's so scary now. Well, but they were running the whole thing. Like, that's the the crazy part after hearing this, right? Is, of course, they had a man in there because it was their own operation. Yeah. Like, as I, 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 yeah. So that account is still classified. That side of the story. Is it? Well, I, I, I don't know if there's any evidence from agents who conduct the experiments. I think a lot of people are dead involved in this. And that's another problem why uh, this guy sort of I think a- we would be shocked to know how much um, acid experimenting was going on on like stories that we just take for granted. And we're finding out now that it was all, you, you know Under what I'm saying? the guys at the universities. Right, exactly. Well, Unabomber, there's a perfect fucking example. And again, why would it have stopped now? Right. Did they just have a, a conscious uh, wait moment? I don't believe so. So it makes everything scary. But that uh, Pelosi guy, what was, no, Pelosi, that was his name. Vincent uh, Pelosi. Yeah, he that whole milkman story. I was insane. Like he, he is a fucking psychotic maniac. Yes. And like the most egregious abuse of power. And the government just like turns a blind eye to the, this is the problem, right? And denies all this evidence. Well, if this is the, who they are. And this game, would be involved this was it. the milkman stuff was before Manson. Like this guy was obviously mentally compromised. If nothing else, I thought it was at the same time. No, it's before because it's before, they needed him yeah. to be tied up. That's right. They needed him to be dirty. Remember, that was the whole crux of it. They let him stay in because mm-hmm. they needed dirt on him. So they were like, we have this milkman dirt on this guy forever. Mm-hmm. And then that's why they appointed him so that it would all fall into place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as the DA of LA, I'm sure he got dirt on all of them. And now it's a dysfunctional toxic marriage. And how Tex, um, what's his name? Tex Watson had been living on that LSD beach long before he ever met Manson. Like they set this thing up. It's all these players were cast into roles, you know? What's crazy too, is how they do this, not knowing what the outcome is going to be. Cause it's so acid. It's so unpredictable. Well, not only that, the acid is unpredictable and the every person is different, right? Like the Unabomber is different than Manson who is different. Like the acid's going to hit them all differently. It, it's a crazy um, crapshoot that they're running as an experiment. 
I honestly think this guy might have five bonafide great stories in this book. That's just a jumbled together thought mess. Like we were saying, Joe didn't know where to start a finish with this guy because he just kept running over himself. And, oh, I forgot to tell you about this part and that part. Yeah. Just, just Manson and the Beach Boys. No, not the Beach Boys, that producer that produced a couple of Beach Boys, the birds. Like, that's where the thing he went to kill, right? Because they got shark tape. I know, but then I, I question all of that now. I'm like, how much really? of that makes any sense if... Was that Manson being just Manson and, um, you know, unintended consequence? Or was this all part of the plan? Well, I mean, he, he threw uh, Cloud with, uh, who knows if Flansky was involved. Because we know he's the sick fuck. I mean, he didn't lead on to that much, but maybe there's more involvement there as well. Come on, I, I just there's too many collaborators. It felt more like this guy was just too afraid of being sued at this point, or you know what I mean? Like he wouldn't say anything. Like he he was very cautious about. Well, I think he's currently in some sort of litigation, or I feel like he's been sued. Oh, it made it sound like he's been sued for like the last twenty years, or been in some sort of legal trouble for the last. But I wonder if he just didn't want to give up too much, <clears throat> a la Annie Lieberwitz or whatever her name was, who wanted to sell her book. You know, if you say Trying too to much, if you yeah, if you give away all the fucking juicy details, why would anybody bother reading the chapter? Well, they definitely don't have to hold it up and show that it's bigger than a Bible. <laughs> that thing is not going to sell. <laughs> it's just too little, too late with this guy. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, there were too many like tangents that was, and they were all great tangents, but it took away from the story he was trying to tell. Because he doesn't know what he's trying to tell because he's got so much going on. He's been embedded in it for 20 well, years. This thing is like a fucking onion, man. Every layer you pull off, there's another layer of stink. He, he talks about sitting around for months with nothing to go on. Like how this thing just consumed him. It, it made me depressed overall. Hmm. But the whole time, they do not mention COVID once. So that was super refreshing just to be listening to this podcast. The crazy thing is the magic bullet. Could we not agree that? That that is accepted still today? It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. How do you how do you have a the how do you have a theory with the with the word magic in it and That's it has right. any sort of validity? Yeah. And it's like a precedent-setting thing. It's, it's, he opened up a can of worms that no one wants to fish with anymore. I think that's the problem. We can go on and on about it. But it definitely opens up the door for anyone who would think as a conspiracy-minded person. Might. You don't even need to say that anymore during this episode because the whole thing is a fucking conspiracy and it's all been proven true. And it just goes to show you that... It's happening out there, folks. I think what depresses me is that all this is true and no one cares. There isn't a crazy uproar about it. I don't think it's that no one cared. I think it's that at the time, people definitely cared. And then as time went on, like, you know, it. listen, it's going to be tough to get kids that were born this year to care about 9-11. You know what I mean? It just, it's just, it's way before their time. And then as time goes on, even more, yeah, I don't know. Well, he should have got this book out with Once Upon a Time a Hollywood came out. With that, I, I really think this is a jambalaya of 
crazy stories. They had to learn to separate somehow. Hmm. A trilogy or something. Because like I said, I heard him on Greg Fitzsimmons and they didn't mention any of the Manson stuff. It was only for an hour. So what did they talk about? JFK. All the JFK, JFK, yeah. Sorry, you said that. My apologies. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's almost like you have to do that. Just compartmentalize, but then bring it all back together. I think to try to see what's the point. There's so much stuff coming at you. It's like, what are you supposed to worry about? Well, it all bleeds in. Like the, the fact that it then, the same cast of characters spills over into the RFK assassination and you're like, okay, well, this is all, it's all tied together. Quinches, 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 ah, coincidences like this. Don't I think he's stroking out over there, man. Jesus. Coincidences. No, freezing. Oh, you're cold, buddy? No, his I'm outside, thing is freezing. Basically. Oh, are you outside? Yeah. No, you're not. I can see you're inside. He said basically, which means it's probably pretty cold in there. Simon, Simon's a real dick today, isn't he? Laughing at no, everyone's pain. Laughing, yeah, laughing at your pain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, it was funny. I was, it was uncomfortable, and laughing helped with the situation. Listen, my mom used to laugh at all my physical pain, oh, so it's I'm, my my mom too. Listen, we we did this thing up at my cottage once where it was like a trust exercise where the kids would blindfold and the parents would direct them where to go. So I blindfolded, blindfolded myself and my mom directed me down like a steep, steep hill. So I heard her say forward, forward, forward. And then I fell and all I heard was her laughing maniacally with her friends from the top of the hill. So hence the trust issues. Gotcha. Gotcha. What do you guys imagine this guy's office looks like? Just stacks of loose leaf paper everywhere. Everywhere. Filing cabinets overflowing with papers and Hey, what mugs. was that Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts movie? Because whatever theory. his house was like, that's how I picture this dude's house. I just see papers Was that what it was called? Everywhere. Yeah, conspiracy theories. That is so original of them. Files, papers, and post-its everywhere. Is what there is construction that? going on outside? Know. Hold on. Files and post-its and filing cabinets overflowing with papers, coffee mugs, old Chinese food boxes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I picture like uh, coffee spilt all over paper, like loose paper, much like you're <laughs> describing. Like a 1940s... Um, uh, P.I. who like just can't take care of himself like an alcoholic 1940s P.I. And maybe if this guy had an assistant he could have whipped this thing together been organized. I think an iPhone might have done this guy some good. Yeah, he's a dying breed which which is a shame but I mean it was riveting. Was it riveting? You said you were going to give I, it like a two. Because the bungling nature of did you guys listen on full speed? All no. of these I watched on YouTube. All of them. You know, Kamar, you can watch it on YouTube on double time. I know you can. I don't. Okay. Well, just don't act like you have. Like we. I have in a pinch employed you guys' techniques to get through podcasts. It's just lately, I don't know about you guys, I found myself with time on my hands. 
I still watch. I still. I watched. I watched Dalia on YouTube. I watched that episode on YouTube, and I watched it on one and a half. You, you have did. to watch him and Brian. You have to watch him. And Brian I'm gonna and go back and yeah, watch you have them. to watch have him and Brian. Yeah, you have to. It's the best. Yeah, it really. Contempt in their faces. It's not me, Simon. I was just making sure. <laughs> that was the first thing I did was stop oh, my leg. Okay. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, how am I that loud? It sounds like a fucking helicopter. It sounds like a jackhammer. Is it your mom? But I, no, I feel but, like it no. may take me two days, four sessions to listen to the podcast. Yeah, you could definitely listen to it again. Or read it his book. It was very hard to listen all the way through. Why don't you do that? No. Kamara's not getting conned you'll, into you'll another $100 Hotez, book. Hotez Jesus' book, but not this guy. Do you know that now Hotep is a street uh, lingo for woke? And that's Hotep. Interesting. Knowledge and stuff. Yeah, he's really uh, bleeding through the social fabric. <laughs> That's what I'd tell myself too if I bought a hundred dollar book from him. He's really bleeding into the social fabric. Fifty six ninety five U.S. boys. Let's 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 be honest here. We got to tip it back. Well, right now fifty six U.S. is like uh, two hundred ninety six million Canadian dollars. <laughs> Canadian. Eleven million. Eleven million. There you go. Uh, are right. we done with this yeah, guy then? Let's, let's be done with him. All I right, guess. fair enough. Kamar, do you want to rate him first, please? Uh, I rated a three. I give it a four. Uh, I'll give it a three and a half. I thought it was uh, <clears throat> it was good, worth your time for sure. Like whether you're there's into this. Cru- Go ahead, Kamar. There's a crucial point story where Joe asked him the question. He goes, "You know what? That's the one thing I did in that, and that." solve everything and i really thought that was funny if only joe had been on the case instead of this guy or this guy had an assistant in an organized office all right um so since we've rated it we'll move on donnell Donnell rolling simon number i'm gonna open my book back up here the squirrel is gone the book is back up squirrel is gone the book is back um kind of Right no, here. you've lost it all. You've lost it. I'm coming. I'm Simon's it. lost it. It's, it's gone. 1460 Donnell Rollins. 1460 Donnell. Uh yeah, we called that all the we said that it would be heavy on the comics and um why not Donnell? Well, uh, we thought maybe what happened last time he was on the Rizza, he may overstep his bounds. Which I thought was really cool how he addressed it right as soon as the podcast started. Yeah, I mean, I like how they both addressed it. Obviously, it didn't bother Joe one fucking iota. That's all content. Yeah, I mean, listen. Well, and but Joe, Joe wasn't getting the fucking emails about it. Don L was, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it humbled him. I think it's unfair, too. Like, Don L needs to realize that it wasn't, you know, maybe people came at him the wrong way, but we. We really wanted a little bit more Riza, I think, was more the point than. But Donnell tried to blame it on Joe. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you pulled me back in there. <laughs> I, I think he's got more humility than before. I think it's a bit of the COVID has brought him down to earth. Well, I thought that until right at the end where he started going at Jamie with that whole thing. And I was like, what is going on here? Stop airing your dirty fucking laundry on the program. 
help himself. That was the best part of the episode, though, because Jamie's like, we'll talk about it after. Yeah. And then and Donnell and then Donnell keeps going, and Jamie goes, All right, fine. So what happened was I was here doing my real job, and you said you wanted me to do something for you, which I said I would. And then you didn't send me the thing. No, and then he's like, and then you didn't even have AirDrop set up on your phone. So yeah. we had to do that. <laughs> and Jamie, like me. Meanwhile, as Jamie's saying why he tried to help Donnell and could, Donnell's still bragging about how he got four beats from the RZA and making ads. He's just a crazy man. But uh, hats off to him for getting his podcast off the ground. Because that was the biggest thing. Are you a listener of that podcast, Kumar? I am not. You are not. <laughs> but I'm aware it exists and that he's putting out episodes. And I was a detractor of me thinking he'd ever get it done by himself, but he has. Hats off to Donnell for that. I mean, and luckily for him, we got it going with this shutdown. Is it possible that, you know, they're saying that the businesses are going to start again, this whole, this whole storyline? I mean, it is possible that they're just trying to... Are you okay there, man? Oh, cigarettes are terrible. <laughs> that they're just trying to placate people? Uh, expand. Well, like... Okay, so we're 30 days in. People are starting to get real antsy. If you say, oh, get ready for four more months, guys... There's going to be fucking riots. But if you say, oh, no, no, we're going to be gradually opening things up again, then people start... It's kind of like when you got your check. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, everything was good again. And if I, they... I think they give them too much credit to say they actually know what the fuck they're doing. It's a fluid situation they're playing by ear. But I got to ask a question. We just two minutes ago spoke about a CIA operation to use drugs to control people to kill people, <laughs> and we were all on board there. But now the powers that be can't seem to get anything right. You know what I mean? No, I, no, I'm, I'm on board. I'm suggesting the conspiracy. No, no, but I'm not even talking about a conspiracy. I'm talking about Kamar's like, I don't think they know what's going no, on. No, I, I, I know. I'm disagreeing with him. I just don't want you to lump me into the same. Okay, um, fair enough. Fine. I'll just give you my, my, it's two points and there's one more strike and then they're out. The first point is that they did not close stuff down fast enough. Yeah. So they're wrong there. And then the second point is just last week, they were talking about how someone's got to do something about old folks' homes, which they did nothing about, which they knew they had to protect. And they're wrong there, hence Point Kamar. Point Kamar, too. <laughs> so one more fuck up, like, how do you not know this with what you say you know? Then that'll solidify that they don't know what they're doing and they just by the see their pants. P point Kamar. Because the same side that are saying, got to believe Bill Gates, are, is that side. Kamar just looks Checkmate. into the camera. Kamar just looks into the camera. Game, yeah. set, match. I think you said made any sense. Yeah. <laughs> he drops the mic and walks out. Yeah. Strong argument, Kamar. Great work. Strike three. Yeah. Let's have some. I was pancakes. saving it for the post show. It's just all buzzwords. Um, no, I, I just uh, to me that's what I think is going on. I don't. Uh, I, I think you're. We're absolutely right with at least another month. And I think that Absolutely. you're you're looking longer than that, unfortunately. Well, they already paid Even us. The Hold on. Opening up. They already paid us for another month, so we're definitely in quarantine. I've been paid for up till May nineteenth. What do you mean? How did you get paid till May nineteenth? Because I got my 
I got my April to May. Mark, you did you too, had didn't to you? Enter in every like two weeks or whatever. Yeah, I went back online and I entered in, and that's it. Mm. There was a March to April, and then then an April to May. Mm. I just got my April they said to May. Four months. They said four months. So that's sort of what they did put out there. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you're like buying in hook, line, and sinker exactly the way they want you to, you know. Who, who I'm buying, but buying which side are you? There. Which they are you talking about now? They the government. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so lost in conspiracy here. <laughs> they, it's the so government. muddy. They the government. They the government. Okay. No, I just the real said I don't think the, the real the government, government knows what's going on. Yeah, Kamar doesn't think the government. I, don't think they, I know, I don't but think they know what's going on. you were just like kind of boasting before. Like, don't worry, we're all going back to work. You know what I mean? They're opening shit yeah. up again. Look at Florida. They got beaches. Well, we'll see if there's a second wave. Sorry, sorry. It remains to be seen. That was my Kamara impression. Um, I, it was spot on. I know, thank you. Yeah, bang on. One of the things they talked about in, in regards to podcasting was it's so weird how Tom Green didn't work out. I feel like Tom Green should be like an Adam Carolla or just one of the biggest things. You know why? I, just, I don't know why. I know why. I know why, too. Why my own? Go ahead, Simon. We'll hear yours first. It's uh, three words. First word, no. Oh my God! Just third, fucking say third it. Third word, fingered. Freddie got fingered. Yeah, that's why that no. killed his no, career. No, no, no. I think Kamar such a turd. <clears throat> no, I think it no. Had, it was good, but it was misunderstood. I think it had a lot more to do with what Joe said. Like Joe, Joe mentioned he was like, at first I wasn't good at interviewing. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't a good interview. If you go back and listen, and we have gone back. And we've commented on how much better he is at running a podcast and interviewing and interrupting and this, that, and the next. And I think that's where Tom Green... First of all, you guys act like Tom Green's show in Ottawa when he had guests on was like a serious interview. Like most of the time he was cutting his desk up with a chainsaw or fucking milking some animal. Like there wasn't a real dialogue going on there. So it was very tough to argue that like even when he had his show... I just didn't feel. But talk why didn't he adjust with the times? Like I don't, think I don't it was compare the, the two necessarily, but yeah. But I don't think it was the times. I just think Tom Green wasn't interested in. Maybe he is now, but I don't think he was so much interested in sitting down and having the discussions that Joe's having. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I agree. I think he had gotten so famous that he was getting ready to like, right? Like he was married to Drew Barrymore. He was. Yeah. Maybe he's just still looking for the laugh and didn't see that that the. Um, quality of just good conversation can be entertaining as well. I think the difference too, and this is a big thing, is Joe never wanted to be Johnny Carson. I think in a way, Tom Green, like a lot of these guys, wanted to be a David Letterman, a Johnny Carson. He wanted to have a late night talk show. Mm -hmm. Joe didn't want to have a talk show. Joe wanted to have a long form discussion with the unedited where he could smoke weed and talk about conspiracies or this, that, and the next. I think that's the difference is that Tom Green wanted to stick with the status quo and do, maybe he did it from his house, you know, that, but it, he still ran it like a... No, I think you're probably right. He was trying to become a late-night host. I think that he was He was probably trying to get goal. picked up by television instead of just putting his full steam ahead into the internet. Yeah, yeah that, no, makes that sense. probably makes sense. I, I can live with that. I can live with that. And in a way, too, <laughs> in a way, too, he was also a, ahead of his time in the sense that those servers he had in his house must have cost a fucking fortune. Whereas Joe just waited a few years and let someone else foot the bill, you know, just paid like a pod bean, the hundred dollars, and then just started throwing his shit up there. Whereas Tom 
you know, just spent a stupid. Well, he was always ahead of his time. You know, Tom Green. Uh, listen, we if you go back and listen to our throwback, we talk about it. We talk about how Tom Green is the reason there is a Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan says it. You know, he went to Tom's thing and was like, also Anthony Cumia, I guess in a way. I'd say he kind of credits both of them. But did you? Uh, what's that pocket pussy called? Flashlight. 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 Yeah. I didn't know that Joe met Aubrey because he was the rep for the Flashlight. And that's how they met we each learned, other. And then we went into business together. That's, that's when he was Dirty Chris and not Aubrey. <laughs> that's when he was Dirty Chris and not Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I maybe right, correct. He might have changed his name again. What is it now? Oh, I don't know. Aubrey Graham was just, actually the Doc uh, Doc Antle from... Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. Bob <Baldazar>. are. <laughs> Thanks oh, to our sponsors uh, on it, by the way, yeah. <laughs> and Aubrey. Yep, and Aubrey. Yep. At one, at one point, Donnell tries to hawk his candle. Yeah, get rid of COVID. Yeah, and they find out that one of the ingredients is from sperm whales. Yeah, that they throw up the beaks of the beaks of birds. It, it's, no, I, so they can look, disintegrate the beaks of birds. Yeah, but they end up throwing up this bile. That's the, bile, the product the bile. that's yes, worth yes, the, yes, yeah. Yes. Yep. Insane. And I looked at these stories. There's two stories of sperm whales dying and being beached, but being too big to move. Well, no. It's the one case in Oregon, they actually blew up the whale. Yeah, it's I've seen it's that. Insane. I've seen the video, yeah. But they put too much dynamite in, and it crushed cars, and there's whale all over the place. And when the smoke cleared, there was still most of the whale. But they tried to blow it up. <laughs> it's so disgusting. So that stuff is called ambream, I think. Ambream. Yeah. So that, that would have been a good place to harvest it without getting the water. And then the other case was in Taiwan where a whale, just a buildup of gases exploded. But they had already gotten a truck and moved it into the city when it exploded. Oh. <laughs> and it was the same thing. Whales everywhere. Oh. It's crazy. I think I've talked about this before, but it's crazy to think about these sperm whales down in the ocean fighting the colossal squids. Because the sperm whales will come up with, uh, and they'll find yeah. them with all the marks from the tentacles all over them. Like they, yeah, yeah. So just imagine that these two Goliaths down there, like waging war on each other, you know? It's fucking crazy. The ocean is crazy. In the depths, in the darkness, there are two big monsters who are having when, battle, waging war, waging when they were, the uh, war. Guessing how long? Um, when they were guessing how long oysters lived, did you guys make a guess in your head? Yeah, I guess like 150 years old. I didn't I guess. guess. 40. I had no idea. You guessed 40, right on the money. Yeah. Kamar, I just I guessed whatever exactly it was. Yeah, yeah. What, did, what did they say? Forty? <laughs> That's what I guessed. Yeah, for, oh yeah, no, forty was where I was at. That was it. No, they said between two and twenty is what they actually said. I never in my life thought I would ever guess how long a fucking oyster lived. But I, I just it can take twenty years to make a pearl. Do they all have pearls? No. No, and they they can do it on purpose where they put like something in the oyster to get it going but we was just talking about how you get that going in sperm whales to try to mass produce it well that's what i was going to ask you like you were like when there was one beached in oregon you were like that would have been a good place to get it i was like what are you going to do just stick a giant 
thing down the whale's throat and hope that it throws up everywhere on the beach? Like that's it's already dying there. You're gonna make it puke I think you'd a bunch. You have to put on a breathing apparatus and go in there. You have to go in when it was fresh. Sorry, you want a human being to put on a breathing apparatus <laughs> and go into the whale and pull out its bile? I'm just trying well, to get. Well, remember, Kamar thought that he could actually live in the whale, like Jonah in the whale. Yeah, yeah. But for not... a minute. For a minute. <laughs> okay. It, it's like a thousand bucks a pound or something. Yeah, they said uh, what was it? No, it was seventy thousand dollars for three kilograms or something. I'm gonna give it a go. <laughs> where, where do you think you're going to give it a go he just said he's going to put on a breathing apparatus and go into the whale are you going to like, yeah where does he think well, he's on. finding the whale quick no he said the one that was beached in oregon come on you got at least going to take five minutes for a quick google search to know where you're going inside the whale to get this bile agreed okay <laughs> agreed if i can get to the whale i can get to the, the source okay okay did he say a thesaurus yeah why do you need a thesaurus? Different kind of words, Simon. Different kind of words. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Kamar. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> tough, tough argument there. Tough to beat that. So I was they talking. Go, please. Sorry. They just talked about, and I don't know how I feel about this anymore, about fighting in hockey. How you don't, oh, you're anti-fighting in hockey now? I don't, I don't have an anti. Dude, are you even fucking Canadian? Next, Are you even next, a man? Okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Fight it up, boys. No, hold on. I got to. Uh, I'll. 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 I'll humor Kamar for a moment here. I've had this discussion with myself recently, Kamar, because uh, I've seen a few guys get laid out, and I'm like, why does this need to be part of? Because a lot of the old timers argue that like it's the, it's what keeps the game cleaner. Yeah, because there are rules of the road, man, and you just don't <clears> have <throat> guys <throat> taking fucking. Um, uh, what's the word? Taking a run at someone. Yeah, you know, taking... Uh, why can I not think of the fucking word? Well, I don't know what word you When you're, you're allowed to do something that you're not taking allowed liberties. to. Taking liberties? Thank you. Taking liberties <laughs> with your star players. Like that's... And that will happen. That's how hockey works. But there should be no liberties with any player. It doesn't matter if they're a star or not, right? They should just be playing to win. Yeah, and I mean, Simon, you I could argue... Okay, but what if a guy goes out there and and injures your star player and he's out for the season and what, he just gets a penalty? That's it? No, you could argue that the league should step in and if someone injures with intent, they get 25 games and you find them a shitload. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, there's ways... <clears throat> okay, maybe. Maybe you're right. I'm just saying... Should they have fighting in football? No, those guys. It takes too long. First of all, football fights look ridiculous. They never remove their helmets, so. No, but that you're you're changing the fabric of the game, so it'd be like saying, okay, well now there's only going to be three downs in football and nobody's no, going to wear helmets. No, hold on, you're not saying that because the fabric of the game is played with a puck. The fighting has nothing to do with but the puck or the goalies or the net. It. It's always been part of the game. Yeah, but okay, it might as I well be the stick, Simon. That that kind of fucking shit is what kept slaves slaves for so long. People are like, well, we've had them as slaves, so why press the Diablo avocado button? <laughs> Whatever. No, I, you can't compare me uh, defending fighting in hockey to slaves, man. I'm just that's, saying that's I, like me saying, well, any sorry, argument you have is like the Holocaust. All I said was the attitude that you have of like it's always been in the game. It's always been in the game. It's Nothing always been change. in the game. Is a it, that attitude? 
All I was saying was, if you're gonna go changing fighting in hockey, then go changing fucking uh, stealing bases in baseball. Like it, it's part of the game. No, stealing bases is actually part of the game. So, fighting so is fighting. No, because fighting they actually stop the game for. I would argue that fighting is sort of part of baseball too. Right, rushing the mound that keeps people yeah. honest. You can't just go hucking balls at people. I don't think Joe didn't know that because he does not know enough of sports. All right, fine. Uh, we're going to get bogged down on this fighting and hockey. I also don't care. I, okay. I know they're never going to get rid of fighting and hockey. It's not a hill I want to die on at all because I'm... I, did uh, they talk about this in the episode, Kamar? Yeah. Oh, they did. Uh, fighting. They talked a lot because yeah. Joe was saying guys know how to fight now. And oh, right. Yes, yeah. Using moves. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did that clip of the guy dodging or whatever. Yeah. And Donnell recognized that it's even more amazing that they have his balance on skate. I didn't understand a word he just said. What he said. said was Donnell thought it was even more impressive that these guys had this kind of balance while on skates. Like, it's one thing to be able to throw a, count, a great counterpunch well, when you're squared up on fucking even pavement. It's another thing to have skates on. Yeah, no, and, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with him because I'm a terrible skater, but a pretty good, like, street hockey player. Like, my hockey skills aren't bad, but my skating is atrocious. So Simon's got hands. Simon's got dangles, y'all. Simon's got, got dangles. I got two hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was going to say before Kamar's hockey thing was, I was talking to one of you the other day, t telling you that I thought that masks were going to be like just moving forward, kind of the new norm. That everybody's going to be wearing some version of it, and how it's just going to change so much about. I was saying, you know, you're going to, for robbers, it's just like carte blanche to... Everyone's a bank robber now. Everyone's a bank robber. But then I was thinking it might inadvertently be good for celebrities. Like, they can go out in public now and totally blend in because everybody's going to be anonymous. Oh, I'm glad this is good for celebrities. That's well, the most important thing about this pandemic. But it may be terrible pandemic. for them. Because they won't be recognized, and you know, people like Brian Callen, they need that sort of affirmation. <laughs> I don't know. He looks so old. He looks so old. I gotta go back to remember they showed the picture of him and Ian McKellen. Oh, He's that like, was so what? good. Why man. do you look gayer and? <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was like a four point five moment oh, in that podcast that for sure. Definitely not a five, in but a four point five moment. I would say of all the Donnell uh, appearances, this was his best. Though he's conscious, he's a better conversationalist now because he started his podcast and got the negative feedback. And I no. love that he hates Charlemagne. He's still a giant interrupter. But that Charlemagne stuff, you're right, is fucking hilarious. The way he's like. Um, trying not to talk about it, and then the second he talks about it just opens the floodgates yeah. completely. Yeah. He's so sensitive. Yeah, he's, he's you can tell he's full he's of emotion. Sensitive, yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's talk about that uh, Charlemagne thing because I thought that was kind of interesting, that whole... Is he just a real dick, Charlemagne, or is, is Donnell like just too oversensitive? I think it's a little bit of column A, column B. Like, they want to keep the joke going that they just won't give him the respect he feels he deserves. Like Donnell said, uh, when he did Chris Walk and Chappelle, even Charlemagne said Donnell just had to set that night. 
but he still treats him like a corny, and that's the word that kills Donnell, corny comedian, yeah. character actor. And I think Donnell is hilarious. His uh, degenerate special was amazing. Donnell? He's just got raw talent, yeah. Yeah, he's a funny guy for sure. Um, they were Joe was talking about the long distance golfer, and none of them could tell him that that's like a specific thing. Those guys aren't just normal golfers; they're using like no, I think Joe knew that special clubs. He said and, he came up with like a Happy Gilmore swing. He's aware that no one on the tour is like. But yeah, did you see it on video? Yeah, well, I've watched it the way before. He brings, yeah. his, he brings his front leg in, like it's a crazy balance. Yeah, the we guy. really start talking about the mechanics of baseball. It's weird though. You'd think that That's someone, right, yeah, you'd think that someone would have at that point, Simon, adapted that into their PGA game, though. May, well, there's definitely rules about the length of the club. I understand yeah. the length of the club, but I'm just saying, if this guy's actually hitting it like that much further using technique as well, because it's not just it, like it can't just be the club length if he's doing that swing you know what i mean i no, feel we could see that one day i think maybe too that these guys are always pretty jacked up like big guys yeah, yeah i understand so uh, no that doesn't make sense yeah i don't know you're right but they hit so cool i mean kyra woods hit the ball like 400 yards how much farther is this guy hitting him you know I mean, Tiger Woods also fucked his shoulder up by doing that. So, you you know, you never know. Maybe I'm just saying, like, the average golfer now smashes the ball fucking yeah. 370 yards on their drive. Yeah, but if this guy's hitting it 500. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just saying, if you're on the green on a fucking par five every time in one or two, then... I'm just not sure what his accuracy is either, you know? It made me think Joe, though, might fall into golf one day. No. No. I disagree. I also disagree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Joe has... He's mentioned many a times that he has no interest in that at all. Too many stringent rules for Joe, I think. No phone on the course. Of course that I can't, but when he finds out he can smoke joints on the course... Well, that's one pro. I went back... Sorry, I'm just reading a note that made me laugh. I went back and looked at the um, at 50 Cent throwing his first pitch out. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. But some of the... Why do celebrities agree to do that, first of all, if they know they can't throw? Well, no, but it's like... Like, do they not realize how far the plate is from before they get up there? You would think they would have practiced it a bunch. Well, that was my question, is you know this is coming up. Maybe get one of your assistants to grab a baseball, toss one around the backyard once or twice, just to feel a little more competent about well, it. Remember when Ari did it on Entourage? <clears throat> no. There was like a whole thing where he was throwing out the first pitch and they were like training. Jeremy for, Piven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Piven. Hmm. Exactly. I thought you, for a second, I thought you said Ari Shafir. That's what no, I was thinking yeah, too sorry. when I got lost. I was well, like, I said, Ari Shafir on Entourage. Entourage. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. I even still. Then I was like, "Was Ari on Entourage?" I must have missed that episode. As a pitcher. Yeah. I play for the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like Donnell agreed with me that Joe Exotic was all right. <laughs> Say that again. I think Donnell agreed with me that Joe Joe Exotic was just misunderstood. <laughs> So you That's know how in Joe Exotic, all of a sudden he's just wearing that knee brace? Yeah. And you think it's just because he hurt his leg because he's an old guy or whatever? Sure. Like, that's what I thought in my head when that ha- I just, it never even occurred to me. Never occurred to me till now. What he happened? Gets a, he gets attacked by a tiger. 
like mm. a vicious attack by a tiger. This is what I'm saying. There's so much like that was going on behind that movie that we don't fucking know about. Yeah, most they likely. Painted in the light that they paint it, you know? Like I know they make him look bad, but I don't even think that they show you half of how crazy it was. Yeah. Carol Baskin. That bitch Carol Baskin. She definitely killed her husband. I'm well, never going to recover from this financially. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, and have you guys heard now that they're pretty sure that it was not a bat? I'm going to wait on this well, thing. Listen, I'm tired this of. Is unbelievable. We keep doing back this. Back and forth on this. Too yeah, we all just keep okay. doing this. Whatever okay. report comes out, boom, that's all we spit for the next fucking couple of days. I just, you know. I thought you guys wanted to give me my due, but if you want to wait a little bit just oh, to make sure. I, I might have some stuff in the post, Joe, though. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what else we got? Yeah, it just got weird there for a second, though, eh? Where. Because Donnell doesn't know when to stop. That's the only problem. Was he drunk again? No, he can't help himself. <laughs> He's a little high. They were high? That was what was going on? Like, come on, son. You can't... Uh... Come on, son. Well, that's his thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, that's actually... Uh, who was it? Ed Lover. Who's Ed Lover? He's a personality and a DJ, but I think that was his first... He was the guy that coined that. Come on, son. Do you guys have a, what a, an inoculation scar on your shoulder from chicken pox? No. No. Are you sure, Kamar? Yeah. I got chicken pox. Yeah, I got chicken pox too. I have well, scars on my face. I got chicken pox as well, but I still think we all got the vaccine for chicken pox. I don't think so. No, it looks like someone put a, burn a penny on your arm or something. Yeah, I think I have I, one. I don't have that. Yeah, I don't have that either. Mm. Um, You're going to be the one to take the microchip like Donnell Shingles said. is the adult chicken pox. Yeah. Apparently shingles is just god-awful. But apparently you can get chicken pox more than once. If the first time you got chicken pox, you didn't get like the full-blown chicken pox. My mom's had it 12 times. Get... There you go. Did Proof you say 12 times? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She also has a wild butter allergy. So if my mom, like, is, if my mom ingests any sort of butter... Uh, she'll immediately break out in hives. Keep talking. Oh, Simon's Simon's fact checking well, me. No, I are, just, you, are you calling my mom? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mary. I no, believe what's you, your Matt. Mom's name? Shelly. Shelly. <laughs> I I believe you. That'd be weird if it was Mary. His grandmother's name is Mary. My grandmother's name is Mary. Yeah, that's why I got well, confused. Cute. Here's a weird but, story. Like they were Oh, just sorry, real quick. Here's a weird story. I dated this girl when I was younger, when I was like 19. She was three years younger than me. Her name was Laura, which is my sister's name. She had a brother that was three years older than her, and his name was Matt. Odd, huh? That's fucking All weird. world. Yeah. That's simulation shit, man. There you go. That's how you they know were talking for about sure. Go ahead. People are on. so fearful now that they'll get the chip, and this would also be a solution to the issues in the grocery store if everyone just had a chip that they go in and when you walk out you don't have to have the interaction with the people they can stock the shelves when people are in the store maybe open for four hours at a time then we stock you don't need a chip but man. It, you have a phone like there's no reason to do it with a chip implanted in your fucking body 
Well, that's what I think when they're talking to them. The chip is just one step away from it happening. No one leaves their phone anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Dude, if you leave your phone, you're like, whoa, 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 I'm going back. You know, that's it. It's hard. Yeah. But people are being are adopting this chip, and I remember as a kid, like, that's the end of the world if that ever happens. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of things we th- a lot of things we thought were the end of the world have happened. So, what are you gonna do? But it's the only reason I need a chip is to go to sporting events or concerts. I don't know if I need one. I don't know if that means that much to go to those things anymore. Yeah, not for me. It doesn't. I wonder if it'll have to do with like crossing provincial borders and shit, and then things get interesting. Well, it's depending where your land is, for sure. Asshole. Or international borders. What? I'm an asshole? No, he's an oh, asshole. Oh, he is, yeah. Yes, you he can is. tell, though, that Donnell's done as much research as he can, talking about the facial recognition in China to the rating systems on the cell phones. What? For freedom of movement. Remember they talk about your, your, you get the app and your phone goes green if you're all right to move in China? Yeah, yeah. And you think Donnell's done a lot of research on that? Well, he referenced it. So, he's, what research is there to do? Well, you read what the news tells, but he's scouring everywhere to try to figure out what the new world will look like. I did not get the I impression mean, that Donnell is out there scouring the news to get information on anything. No, I didn't necessarily either, but it's an astute take, observation, Kamar. Or maybe take, it's not. Or maybe it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I don't put out the realm of possibility that I fabricated something. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm the asshole. Oh, that's definitely no true. way. I reserve that. The last thing I I have to offer is they talked about Bo Jackson and Herschel Walker being phenomenal athletes. Our um, Luke Norad, who did our uh, amazing logo, yeah, I bought a piece of his artwork once, and it's a drawing of a book, mm-hmm. and the title of the book is "Oh, so now I'm the asshole." an autobiography (laughs) and the second i saw it i was like well i have to have that uh kamara i'm with you bo jackson is the best bo jackson is the best athlete that ever walked this well that ever walked the earth in my lifetime i think so maybe there might have been like some fucking 300 soldier that was who knows and sorry just shout out to bow design too yeah, why not? That logo, I mean, listen, great, great, logo. great stuff. Great Thanks, work, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We wouldn't be here without you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, no we I think we wouldn't be out here without me, but that's fine. It's neither here nor there. Oh, shout I out, to you, Matt. Shout out to me for a quick mm-hmm. sec. Simon, wow. You piece of shit. Well, I think all of us are essential, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Do you? So there's just a I contradiction do. of... Um, Donnell being self-aware, Donnell just being the same old Donnell, back and forth throughout this podcast. Well, I think we're all in a fight. I think we're all in a fight on the inside, Kamar. <laughs> I don't think Donnell's any different than anyone. Yeah, he just wears it on his sleeve for sure. Yeah. Are we done then? Yeah, I mean, the rest of this, I think, would just be um, a pile on. Fair enough. Because it gets so weird uh, at the end of this episode. Like, it does. It gets really super awkward. It's just super awkward and shows that Donnell cannot turn it on or off. And he's the real McCoy. This was my favorite outing up in my must Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Well, you definitely gave him a lot of credit for um, evolving. I did. Yep. I really, saw, I really think I saw growth and he got his podcast off the ground. 
no matter how we whined about it. I mean, that was that. always your biggest um, beef with Donnell was that fucking podcast. True. Yeah. Well, I just, I, you know, Riz is not coming back on. That was a once in a lifetime. There was just some questions I wanted answered. It was like the ending of Lost. Oh, we're all we're all in agreement on that. I think. Well, clearly the internet. Uh, he ruined Donnell that episode, too. and there's no getting around that. Yeah. Old dirty interrupter. I just it's so weird. Try to blame it on Joe. It's so weird because I like it. Let's say I was on Joe Rogan and I was leaving the studio and I saw the RZA walk in. Even if he knew me and was like, "Oh, Matt Floyd," I still wouldn't then be like. Oh, Bobby Didge, I'm just going to stay for the next three hours and get away. I don't know. Like, I would be like, oh, that's sweet that he's here, but I'm, and he knows me, but I just. And I think even if you did decide that you were going to hang out for like 25 minutes, you would get it, you know, like that there was a time for you to go. Yeah. 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 Which I, I think was totally lost on. Um, yeah. Donnell. Yeah. Well, anyways. I mean, booze does that though. We discussed that at the that's beginning true, of right? the episode. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm go. with Kamara. I, I think now in retrospect that, yeah, maybe he has grown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But none of us listen to his podcast, so we don't know if he interrupts. Kamara listened to the first episode. Kamara listened to the first episode. Does he have guests? Kamara? Yes, he has guests. He, he did, had a co host of um, Kate Quigley for a while, uh, but he's gone more to himself now, ranting. Quate. So if you love him, you love it. Quate Quigley. Qu- Kate Quigley. Yeah, thank you. Kate, Kate Q Funny. She is like the one who posts all those half-naked pictures on Instagram. She's one of them, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, should we rate it then? Sure. Kamar, we'll start uh, with you. Because of the growth that I saw displayed, I give it a three. But he's still the same on John now. <laughs> Simon? I will give it a 3.5. And I'm going to give it a 3. What did we give this? What was the third one? The CIA guy? What did we all give it? O'Neill? Ah, forget it. I'll have to listen back. I forgot to write that one down. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's an episode then, isn't it? Thank you guys so much for listening. We uh, appreciate the shit out of you. Uh, if you want to reach us, we have uh, an email. It's jreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're both jreepodcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter at Kamar Babar. You can follow Simon on Instagram. At Bigfoot Sighting Society. You can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D with five E's. Uh, there's a subreddit for the show if you want to join the conversation or put in your two cents. It's uh, reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. And then, of course, there's a Patreon where we have our uh, extra content. If you want to support the show, you go to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. And uh, you can support us for as little as a dollar a month or as much as a hundred if you're feeling wildly generous. Maybe you've been hoarding masks and selling them for a great deal of money and you want to spread that around. We appreciate it. Um, I think that's it. Uh, we thank on you. It. What's that? On it? Yeah, thank you to On it. Don't forget to uh, get your free trial of Alpha Brain if you live in the United States of America and are listening to this and you want to try Alpha Brain for free. Onnit.com slash J R E E podcast. And uh, you can get a free trial of Alpha Brain on us. Helps us, it helps you. Go do that. And uh, I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks you so much for listening. And uh, we hope you have a great week, weekend. And keep your eyes open.